powered by the Perdomo Sauce Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina, and broadcasting from the Alex Bradley Lone Star Studios of Hazel, Texas. Welcome to Primetime Special Edition 123. Tonight, we welcome Luis Torres and Weber Ventura from Freud Cigar Company. And as always, Primetime Special Edition is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars, awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014. Life Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th anniversary brand, has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th anniversary blend requires tobaccos that have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. Perdomo 20th anniversary is offered in three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sungrown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel-aged wrappers with thick, high-priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo Cigars is a family-owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve 10th Anniversary, Perdomo Abano Bourbon Barrel-Aged, Perdomo Lot 23, Perdomo Sunday and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And I want to mention Aganorsa Leaf. Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of their Carojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of their JFR, JFR Lunatic, Guardian of the Farm, or Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience a unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And as always, we're brought to you by JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo Leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the Golden Age of Scots, Cuba was a leaf of choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it's one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamastron Valley in Honduras, Julio Aro took on the challenge of growing Carajo from the original seeds. And in 2000, he successfully reintroduced authentic Carajo back to the market. With over 50 years' experience in the tobacco business, from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Carajo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, who and who still bring their very own brand to market, each containing that authentic Carajo leaf. Aldino is available in 100% authentic Carajo Puro, San Andreas Maduro, Ecuador and Canciade, Cameron or Habano wrapper representing the Golden Age cars from 1947 to 1961. Now available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco. A legacy is tasted in every drawer. And finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app via mobile device. Keep up with everything going on Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California studios for the Primetime Show. And we want to mention that De Los Reyes Cigars and Drew Estate will be the sponsors of the Cigar Coop Coalition's coverage of the 2022 PCA trade show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is Primetime Special Edition 123. Today is Tuesday, June 21st. This is Will Cooper. I'm on the black stage here in the Perdomo Cigar Studios. Joined uh, in Texas at the Al Garland One Star Studios by my good friend and colleague, Mr. Bear Duplissy. Uh, good evening, Coop. Good evening. It's uh, fantastic uh, to be with you today. I'm really excited about tonight's show. Uh, but first and foremost, I 
I just it just occurred to me that we are coming up on the one year anniversary of the formation of the Cigar Coop Coalition. And that a lovely piece of alliteration was uh, created by me on the spot. Yeah. You know, it's not trying to pat myself on the back, but I'm surprised it stuck. And I but I, I love that it did. Yeah, Coop is a unique kind of project, I like to say. And it's, kind of, you know, in that um, it really brings together three brands, four people and three brands, right? Um, there's, of course, you from El Oso Fumar Takes and uh, Ben from the Smoking Syndicate. Uh, and then Aaron's kind of like our floater who's kind of done a little of everything, right? He's our utility man. So, you know, we had to figure out what to call it. And you came up with this name, Cigar Coop Coalition, that made its debut at last year's trade show. Yeah. And like I said, I'm just I, I know I came with it a little off the cuff and everything. And I'm just I'm really pleased that it stuck because I really like it. And um, and it's I, I think I think it's a perfect I think it is a perfect description uh, because, you know, it's you know, we're not necessarily all under the same banner, but we are. Yeah. Um, you know, we, you know, we work hard together. Uh, we work hard separately. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's great working, working with you gentlemen. So well, I was just, I was just thinking about that when you. No, actually, it. it's a good point. I was going to mention that at some point, like uh, actually, and I didn't. Right. But I'm um, glad you did because um, it was interesting. You know, we'll get into this a little later, but you know, last year we went into the trade show and it was the first time there was a four man team. And I think we just had to figure it out, right? Like how we were going to handle this. And no the roles no sort of evolved by the second day. Like we knew what everyone needed to do by day two. This year, I think we know what our roles are. Um, and as long as no one gets sick, knock on wood, like that's why we're not letting you smoke there. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, you know, I think we'll help. Though. But I think we could, you know, we have, we're in good shape with, with a, I, I, last, you know, I, for years, I did this by myself, this trade show, and it's been so much better having the team this year. And I think all of us have benefited from it, I'd like to think, as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, Ben was a part of a two-man squad for a while, and, you know, I'm sure, uh, you know, four is just easy, yeah. easy to him. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it is. And like I said, Aaron, who's like the utility guy, uh, he came in very good for a first trade show, so um as, as you did a few years ago in 2018 so i think you know we i've always been proud of the fact that our team has stayed together um and we haven't had a lot of turnover we, we you, this thing started five years ago with us basically so when, when we started the podcast even though i've been doing this longer so uh, that's the part i don't take for granted is and i think it's the strength of our team it's it's you know and, and it's we all work well and we work hard and we play hard too, so I think that's all good. Absolutely. So yeah. speaking of things not being taken for granted, uh, do we have a contest this week? Oh, you're gonna remind. Yeah, let me get to the contest and we'll enter again. We have the last of the St. Louis Ray Carreñas uh, gift sets to give away. Now, I didn't pick the winner from last week, so there's gonna be two winners picked. Uh, but this is gonna be a different question. So let me pull that up because I'm glad you reminded me because I would have forgot again. All right, you get the uh, bottle of doers. You get the Canadian's bag, which is a great bag. You get the uh, the cloth flask and that awesome bottle opener, which I have hanging up in, in, in here. I love that uh, we have like two very different favorite things from this bag. Like I'm in love with the bag. You're in love with the, the anchor bottle opener. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Um. So I need a final question on this for um for it. So all right, 
you have one bear for now. I'll just flow one. Out. I have one already. Ready? So. Uh, do we have a question? I have, I have a, a, I have a, I have a hashtag ready. Go with the question. Then I have the okay. hashtag. Okay. First thing is, uh, I want to know the factory. This is made in the name of the factory. This cigar is made in. So three things. First of all, you can find the answer at cigar coop. Second of all, you only can submit one answer. Don't submit two because Facebook doesn't sort things very nice. If I see two, you're out. And I don't mean to be mean, but it's not fair. And number three is you have to get the hashtag right in the live stream. And Bear, what is that hashtag? My answer. M-Y-A-N-S-W-E-R. Hashtag my answer. That is the hashtag. All right. So, yeah, this will be it. Again, uh, if you guys want to get in on it, go ahead. Um. And we'll put this up uh, after the interview as well. So um, you'll be able to get that. So, again, you put the answer. What is the name of the factory? The St. Louis Ray Carreños is made in. And you have to hashtag it. My answer. No duplicate entries. Yeah. The, the duplicate entries. Was now, I, I'm hoping we get the hashtag problem resolved. Now I'm hoping the duplicate entries thing is getting resolved. We seem to resolve that last week. So I will get these out. And this is our final show before the PCA that Bear and I are doing. So, um, and this is the last of the four kits we got of these. So get those in as far as those go. All right. So, hey, Bear, you want to introduce the guest? You want me to do it? Uh, yeah, I can absolutely do it. Okay. Absolutely. So, yeah, I know you. I, I Normally, we always decide that before the show, but yeah, Bear... Take the honors. Well, not too much pressure, but without further ado, it is my it is my privilege. It is our privilege. It is our pleasure to welcome two of the finest gentlemen behind one of the newest and hottest cigar companies to hit the market today. Please welcome Luis Torres and Weber Ventura. Gentlemen, welcome to primetime. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Really excited to have you, gentlemen, on on Cigar Coop Primetime Special Edition here, uh, and but we're mo- we're really excited to talk about this new project, uh, Freud Cigar Company. Um, just incredible individuals. The two of you are just a small part of the team that is putting this company to market. Um, but we're privileged to have you two specifically here today. So we're going to be talking about uh, talking with you all about uh, some of the new the some about the newest cigars that are hitting the market. So kind of, uh, Luis, if you wouldn't mind just kind of telling us a little bit about, we kind of like to start it. We have a tradition here on primetime. We like to talk about your first experience with a cigar. So Luis, we'll start with you. What, tell us about your first experience with a cigar and, and Weber, you can enlighten us then. I'm, I have a feeling that Weber's going to entertain us with a really good story. So let's start with Luis. <laughs> Uh, God, I, I, my first experience with a cigar, I didn't know what I was doing, uh, was on a visit to Miami, uh, probably in my early 20s. Uh, it was a Fuente. I think it was a Rosalo, Rosalo Sangrón. Uh, and I remember loving the aromas, having a great time with a bunch of buddies down in Brickle. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'd have a cigar here and there, and, and I, was, I was into it. You know, I didn't know what I was doing, but uh, that was probably my first cigar recollection story. I was with a bunch of guys who knew a lot more than I did, and uh, we went into a shop and we all picked something and we uh, we had a great time. So you went in blind and picked a Fuente. Yep, I, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, yeah, 
So no, no. in my case, I don't know if I, I'm allowed to say what I want to say. <laughs> my I can't. You can say it. I can't. <laughs> no, babe. You know how is this is. So my first experience with cigars, uh, I was like around 11, 12 years old. And my father used to work for Davidoff in that time. And I used to stole a few cars for his humidor. And I remember my first cigar was the specialty for Davidoff. Oh, that's a great cigar. 12, oh, man. 12, 12, 12 years. 12 years, imagine. I was smoking in the bathroom. And I was hanging in the toilet and I throw in the smoke out of the window. So when I finish, I throw everything out. That was crazy. That was my first cigar. I saw 12, more or less, <laughs> as long as I can remember. But I'm being in the business, around the business, not in the business, uh, since I was nine years old. Like working in that time, it was allowed for us as a kid to learn how to work in the Dominican Republic. So since nine years old, I was in the factories, walking around, hanging around, doing crazy things as a kid and learning a little bit. That's awesome. So, I, yeah. So, so Luis picks a Fuente. You have a Davidoff. I a mean, specialty. I mean, yeah, I mean, specialty. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. high standards. You guys, you start off. With I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and imagine if, 12 years old, a guy smoking a cigar. <laughs> It for now, maybe I smoke the special tea, it's not that strong enough. But my first experience, it was killing me <laughs> <laughs> not even to, how to smoke cigars. So, imagine the nice experience that I have, but I never quit. I continue <laughs> stalling the cigars for my father's humans. I don't care. I love okay, it. The ironic part of this is that I smoked my first special tea in my 20s. And it was probably the same year that Weaver had his. So, like, that's <laughs> just, just throwing that yeah. out there. Right. So, um, but no, I mean, this is some, some really great experiences. So, I mean, so, um, I mean, Weaver, you obviously grew up, you obviously grew up in the industry, like you were saying, but Luis, how, do, okay, so you, you walk into a store one day, you, you, you buy a Fuente, you smoke that, like, how, how did it, how did it evolve from there? Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd buy cigars here and there. I'd experiment, uh, you know, a uh, cu- couple times I, I stumbled into Barclay Rex and bought a few Davidoffs. And uh, I remember it was Millennium Blend Toro. I bought a few packs and I started getting more and more into it. And then, you know, out of the clear blue life, you know, it, I, you know, this opportunity opened up, uh, somebody that I used to work with and uh, I ended up in the industry and it was serendipitous. It was fun. And uh, it became this, this great adventure. It really, really did. You spent some time, you spent some time running the Davidoff stores in New York for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, at first I ran the, the Madison Avenue flagship in New York city. We had, we had great success. Uh, I had a great staff that I inherited. I added to it a little bit and, uh, you know, we ended up, we ended up doing very, very well. We, we increased sales by a million dollars in the first 23 months that I was there. It it just kept going. And, uh, you know, I, I, I worked with some incredible leaders, James Young, Jim Young, uh, Hans Christian Hosgaard, uh, that ended up, ended up being mentors of mine. 
Uh, and then, you know, we, we ended up having this idea to have an expansion. And then I became the head of retail. So all the stores in the country and uh, opened, opened some stores throughout the country and Atlanta, Houston, expanded in New York, uh, redid Sixth Avenue. Uh, and it ended up being a, a crazy wild ride. But it, I, I think I was in, Weaver and I talk about this. I think that was the golden age of Davidoff. It really, it, did. it really was. Bear and I reflected on that a lot. Um, yeah. it, was, it was a great period to for Davidoff. I used to work at 590 Madison Avenue when I was in New York. So I'd spend my time at the Madison Avenue store or the what, what, what used to be De La Conch on, on yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, great stores. Um, I, we, I, I, we probably ran each other, but this is very early days of what I was doing here. It, it was more of a consumer there. And it, it was, it was an exciting time to definitely be what you were doing at that time with Davidoff. Oh yeah, it was great. And, you know, and, you know, De La Concha had it, you know, had its own charm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, you know, we, we made the decision to turn it into a Davidoff store. Uh, and, you know, it, it was, it was, it, it was a great time in New York. It was a great time for, for, for that company. And, you know, it was, it was, you know, reinvention. It was, it was almost kind of, I mean, and Weaver and I talk about this a lot. It was, it was such a great period for that, for that place. I mean, it was. So many great. challenges. So many yeah, challenges too. And, 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 and there was a lot of low hanging fruit. We figured out a lot of things on the brand side, on the business side. We got a, got a lot of things right, made some mistakes, but it was, it was, it was the best time. I, I hear the company's doing very well still, but. I would say that when I was there, it was it was a very special time, the golden the golden age. Yeah, they were just you know when Hans Christian was there, there was a lot of I mean innovation happening, and it was it was exciting, mm -hmm. and the products were very good that were coming out even at that time. Yeah, it's uh, it was you know a lot of the foundational items that you guys set with the innovation you guys created. I mean, carried the team's still great today, you know, but it, it's still it still is carried over. But it, it all started with you and Jim Young and Hans Christian and, and, and that, that group, that group. Um, so it's, yeah, like you said, uh, I, I, I've never heard it referred to as that, but I think that's, that's pretty apropos. The golden yeah. age of Davidoff. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think that, um, you know, they, you know, Hans, Hans Christian, Charles Awad, the whole, the whole nucleus in, in Switzerland that, that really reinvented, re reimagined the brand. To this day, it's 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 that legacy, yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. When I mentioned, sorry, when I mentioned that I was challenged, it's because uh, remember that Davido was like so luxury brand, and they have so these delicacy cars all the time in the, in the market. So for that time, like try to improve to get in a new market being. So it was tough even for the factory side because I've been always in the factory side in the, in the company. So for when we launched in just uh, the Davidoff Nicaragua, then we go back to, to the Yamasas, Curio, all these new lines. Even when we tried to launch the, the Davidoff Puro de Oro, it was tough, like change the whole blend process to get involved in a new taste profile to get engaged with the people that understand that it is still Davidoff, but it wasn't the same Davidoff all the time. It was tough in the factory. For, for the market, it was tough. 
but in the factory was a challenge to keep make the people change their mind, even in the blending process for for those new cigars and prices coming out. And and the turnaround was extraordinary in in what you saw happen to that brand over those ten years. It went from you know, it's always been a luxury brand and it's always been highly respected and, and you know, some of the best cigars in the world. That's without dispute. Uh, but, you know, it, it became back into the vanguard of what the industry was, right? It, it became hot. It became, you know, what people were talking about and excited about. So that's why it's exciting. You know, Weaver and I know a little bit about, you know, how to, how to work a brand, make a brand make a blend, bring something to life. So it's, it's exciting to work with somebody like him who, uh, who I've known for, you know, for over a decade and, 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 and love him. <laughs> so, yeah. It was a nice time. Yeah, it really was. And I know Luis too, you, for a while, you were also Casa de Monte Cristo. Um, I mean, we have a store down here in Charlotte. So I mean, your footprint was over that. That's a great operation that was there as well. So, um, you know, very good job there as well. So you definitely come in with a lot of credentials uh, in this industry, for sure. Just a footprint that I've seen a lot of, um, you know, personally experienced what you've done. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was also an, an interesting opportunity. You know, uh, you, you know, it was a much bigger footprint, uh, a, a lot of opportunities, you know, more people, different concepts. Yep. It, was, it was fun. And that's why, you know, retail is you get to really learn the business. Yeah. Well, on the retail side, because you get to talk to people, you spend a lot of time in a humidor, you know, you, it's, you know, it's, you know, in retail, we always say, you know, you have to be behind the counter to really see, you know, what, what, what the pulse is of, yeah, you know, and it's, it's fun. So I'm glad no. I did it. No, I think it's a, I know bears work retail for a while. I haven't worked retail. My son worked retail. So uh, I definitely appreciate, uh, you know, what that brings to the table, even though I haven't worked it for sure. Now, Weber, a little different. You kind of were born into this, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but in my, in my case, it's a totally different story about it. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> so my whole life, I've been in the tobacco business. So as I mentioned before, my father and my mother were founded of Tabadon, what is Tabadon's company today. See, it was founded in the 1984. So it was the first people that come to the factory. My father as a roller and supervisor. My mother was working in, in, the, in the packaging department. So I burned in Davidoff. I was born because I burned in, the, in 1985. So since I burned with my father took me there, and I've been working around our tobacco business all the time. I'm born in Tamboril, which is a small town in Providence called Santiago. So here is the capital of cigars, as we name it. Because from here, all the good brothers all over the world are born here. So close to my house, there were so many different factories, small factories, that in that time we were producing perritos that we name it cigars, that we know press and know nice presentation as a premium cigar. And I was there doing different stuff there. So my father, since I was nine years old, so he took me to Tabado in the vacation school time. So just to learn a little bit about how he's to earn money for working. So making me a man from a young age. And that time was allowed in the Dominican Republic to take kids to the factories 
just to learn a little bit about the, how it's working, how you to learn about tobacco part. So I was working during vacation time until I was like 18 years old. So since I was 18 years old, I started working officially in Davidoff company. I see the whole evolution for Davidoff from all the time. So I start working in the aging rooms. So then I start developing some skills. I pass through the blending process. Then I've been come working with the audio deal was the master blender in that time for the Davidoff. So I started working with him directly as a assistant. So I was working with the blending, with the aging room. Then I met the Manuel Peralta, that was the science agronomist for all the hybrids tobacco that creates for Davidoff. He take me, he took me to the field. So I learned about the field, crossing tobacco, fermentation, aging, sorting, how was the variety looks like in the field, how it looks like in the, in the resting rooms. So whole process, it took me, for me, like, well, I, I worked for Davido for 20, almost 21 years old. So I'm just 37 years and took experience for 20 years of Tavidov, Tavidov together. And then um, I just decided in 2019 to quit Davidoff, just on personal terms. But in the 2012, I met uh, this guy, um, Louis, can you help me help, real quick? Alex? Uh, Alex Lejeune. I met Alex Lejeune in the factory. So he was doing a tour just to know how the factory goes. And he asked me something like, it was like not in purpose, but he asked me something in English. He didn't know that I speak English at that time. <laughs> so I just answered. Like, he said, oh, you speak English? And I said, yes. <laughs> so we start talking a little bit. Then they start looking for someone that do the connection between Dominican Republic and Basel just to teach a little bit the people in there to understand how is the process of the factory from the very beginning to when we shipping out the cigars. And then we start talking a little bit and I moved to Switzerland in the 2013. And I was the global manager for innovation cigar, cigar reloads and pipe tobacco. So oh, then wow. we start with all this project with the Nicaraguan cigars, all these new projects coming out to that, uh, the Black Bank of Davidoff. That was the youngest version of the Davidoff. So it was tough for us to improve a little bit on Davidoff. What was Davidoff? All this luxury and pleasant cigar that people used to tell them about Davidoff that was mild cigars. And then we started with the, this Nicaraguan, Scurio, Yamasa. People started like, oh, Davidov is changing their mind. But we had so many new people coming out. For me, it was tough because as a young person, in, in my time, uh, nobody recognized you as a producer or as a people that know about tobacco because all the time it was global people that, that goes to the market. For example, people like Henke Kerner, Eladio Diaz, uh, Carlos Fuentes, there was young, grown people already. But now <clears throat> we have different timing. So you can see so many young guys coming out in brands in the market. The evolution of the timing is passing by so fast sometimes. Sometimes it gets slow, but we're learning. 
and I have some nice experience of Davidoff. I appreciate all the people that I met in there. I thank so many for all the knowledge they provide me to me. And I have my father. The, my father was working for Davidoff and head of production for Davidoff for 20 years. So he's the owner of the company who we talk about Calera Ventura today that we are producing so many brands that they are in a good position in the market right now. We're producing cigars for people like you cannot imagine sometimes. Right. You know, guys, thank you. First of all, thank you guys for going through that background on EQ. Um, if There's a reason why I was very excited to have you guys on, and I'm very excited about uh, Freud Cigars, which we're going to be getting into. Uh, you know, William, because the background William, you guys... Sorry. Yeah. sorry, just... And I met Lewis in the 2012 in a marketing meeting in Boston. In Boston yeah. That was the first time that we met each other. Yeah. So since that time, we became friends and nicely done. So imagine then he quit Davidoff, I quit Davidoff, and then we... <laughs> We made a game. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, we you kind of led me into exactly what I was going to talk about. I wanted to talk about how did this thing launch? I mean, uh, because, you know, obviously now you guys are launching a brand. Uh, it's, it's a different element. So take us a little through that process. Um, okay. So I, you know, when, when I decided that, you know, I was, I was going to, get back into the industry. You know, David Stadnick and I uh, met in Miami at dinner. Uh, and uh, when we decided we were going to do this, uh, you know, I, I basically took a few days to put pen to paper and, and think about who I wanted to work with. And I instantly realized I, you know, who I wanted to work with. And um, I kind of I, I kind of wanted in the very beginning, I said to myself, I don't want to work with the, the four or five uh, you know, factories that everyone's kind of working with. Not that they're not all doing great stuff, but I, I wanted to do something a little different. Uh, so, and you love my father, huh? <laughs> and you love my father, and you love my father. I, I love your father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're I'm, sorry, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. I just bothering everybody. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Now your dad, your dad's the best. Yeah, I mean, and that's and actually, you, he he can tell you that my first phone call was to his dad. So uh, I met, uh, I, you know, I I got on a plane. Yeah, I had dinner with with William Ventura. We had a, a great dinner in Santiago. We I talked about what I wanted to do. The next the next day, I saw Weber. And uh, and when you that was it. The, the 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 people were so there, happy. Yeah, it was it was amazing. It was a great it was a great video. You know, it was a homecoming, right? I'm walking in, he's giving me a big hug. We're smoking cigars. He's like, What have you been doing? What are, you know, how about you? What are you doing? This and that. He told me I had lost a lot of weight. I had. I had lost more. Uh, and uh no, it was uh it was great. And it kind of it 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 kind of all like fell into place, you know. I just, you know, the the people were available, the Friends, I'd call them friends, and uh, in short order, it all came came to be. You know, so often in this industry, Luis, we talk about how it's 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 very relationship driven and everything, and and this has always been a curious thing for me. Like when like how does one start a cigar company? Well, first of all, you have to find someone to make the cigars, but in this case, for you, is it's relatively simple. You you picked up the phone and you call you called an old friend. Um, yeah, 
that was it. Yeah, I, I called yeah. an old friend and I was like, hey, um, I'm, uh, I got an idea. We, we didn't even know what we were going to call it yet. Uh, and it was, like, you know, want to start a luxury cigar brand. Uh, you know, want to do it with you, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, it was, you know, I could have gone to Nicaragua. I could have gone to, you know, and I, I never even considered it. I knew what I, who I wanted to. And, uh, and, you know, and let's be honest, like, I love his cigars. I mean, he's, he's, he's doing amazing work. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, universally, you know, praised, you know, for, for the kind of, of, you know, quality that Tabacalera William Ventura is, is coming out with. So it was a no brainer. Right. And then, um, and then the fact that, you know, I, you know, I go there and I feel like it's family. You know, I, you know, I go there, you know, we, we, we go to dinner, we, we have cigars. I spend time in the factory. I see his, his dad, you know, brother, I, you know, and it's, it's, you know, it was, you know, he sat with us at Pro Cigar at our table, you know, so, you know, with our, with our attorney and our, you know, all of our, you know, our principals, it was, it was great. He sat with us, you know, hung out with us that evening at the gala. So, um, so that's exactly right. I picked up the phone and that's how, that's exactly how it happened. Exactly how it happens. Well, no, the funny thing is, is you're not mentioning it, Luis. Yeah. That he came directly to my father to talk <laughs> to him because he knows the factory of my father. But he didn't know that I was working with my father in that time. <laughs> 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 so once he came to the factory, uh, my father calls me like, uh, we were, I'm coming with a guy that maybe you know, his name is Luis. And I say, which Luis? He said, Luis Torres, and I said, yeah, I know Luis Torres a long time ago. We were good friends. So I'm coming to the factory with him, so we were talking in the factory. And I said, okay. When Luis is in me, like, oh, but you're here. Hugs and everything, like, okay. He just go home now. <laughs> so, so he was looking for folks, you guys. He found a father, he found a brother, so it was good. When I'm see him back, like, oh, you here? You want to do cigars? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Just let's that do it. it. That was it. It definitely shows with, I mean, just talking to you guys tonight, now hearing the story. One thing that I thought was really interesting, uh, and I'll direct this more to Lewis. Um, when, I, when I looked at the, like, the website, right, and you, yeah. I looked at your team, right? Yeah. You guys have Weber. William Ventura and Eladio as a part of your team. It's, it, it seems more than just a, how can I put it? I'm contract, con, con, you know, it's, you know, it's more personal than this contracting out of a factory is what I want to say. It, it, it's, you guys made a real effort to kind of say, we have this team here and we have this, we have these, you know, we have a, we were a rising star in this, right. Um, and, and Eladio, obviously the veteran, we'll get to Eladio in a bit. It, it, it's, I haven't seen that by any cigar company at that level. You guys did it. It seemed deliberate, if I, I want to say. It was deliberate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I don't, I look, and this is going to sound like, because everybody says this, uh, yeah. but, uh, you know, I, you know, to me, these, these, these guys are family. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, you know, obviously there's, it's business, there's a business side to it, uh, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, there's that, but, uh, you know, to, to me, it's like when I, when I go and, and see Weber, it's, it's, you know, we have a good time. We, yeah. we, uh, we spend time together and then, uh, you know, the people, 
you know, the, the private equity people that, that, you know, that, you know, that come down with me that, you know, my, you know, the co-founder, David, George, you know, they, you know, it's important to them, to us, you know, that, that this be more than just a business transaction. Yeah. So, um, you know, when we go to dinner, we go to dinner with the entire family, you know, and, uh, and a lot of times I'm, I'm translating for William because he doesn't speak English and I, I'm, I'm, you know, Weber and I and his brother are the only, and, and his sister might are the only bilingual folks. So um, it's, you know, and I'll say the same thing about, about the, you know, Eladio and his family. You know, they're, I've known him as long. And, uh, you know, we were, we were longtime friends. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, for, for us, it's, it's more than just a business relationship. It, it really is. I could tell it from when we were in what we call the green room before the show started. And I could see you two like connecting. I'm like, there's a, there's a real connection with you guys. Um, and I kind of sensed it that that's how it was going to be, but seeing it that quickly was, was yeah. It, it, and, and it's very clear and it kind of gets me more excited about what you guys are doing uh, because there's a lot of history with you guys already. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, we, we can, we can have fun with each other and, 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 and talk about what we want to accomplish and the kind of lens we'd like to see. And it's more than it's, it's, it's not, you know, it's not a cold calculated business conversation. It's more like we're having fun. Hey, let's have fun. And at the end of the day, if you have fun, you know, it's good. Thanks. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, that's great. That's great. So, yeah. Luis, you mentioned that you could have gone to, you know, you could have gone to Nicaragua, you could have picked any of these, you know, you know, other factories that, you know, a lot of people use and everything. Um, this is just, this is just kind of my opinion and seeing the amazing work that Weber and his family are doing. But I feel like with Tobacco Letter Ventura, you, you don't have to choose. You don't have to choose, oh, we're going to be a Dominican company. We're going to be a Nicaraguan company because I feel like, you know, Weber, I think, and, and ch chime in out here after Luis answers, but I feel like they can make any yeah. cigar you want. That's, that's, that's an yep. excellent point. So, um, you know, whatever strength flavor profile that you desire is, is at our fingertips and we can, we can achieve anything. So, um, you know, right now the, the industry is very heavy on, on, on Nicaragua, you know, I, you know, consumers are very, uh, you know, honed in attuned to, to what's happening there and the numbers bear it. But, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm for, you know, refined, elegant, you know, cigars, you know, cigars that are more approachable. And, uh, you know, I, I love what's coming out of this factory, which is why we chose to work with, with uh, Weaver Ventura and his family. That's, yeah. The thing is that, that, that my father during this year is working for Davidov. We he didn't have so many connections. Um, for me, myself, I do so many connections with people, suppliers, different growers, tobacco. So we had the facilities to have like different types of tobacco from different parts of the world that we can create whatever we want to create. The factory started as a boutique company, but it's not a boutique company anymore. We started producing like small brands. So we grew up, people understand what the quality was behind in our factory. So what we are offering to everybody is now consistency and the best quality as possible. That's why you can see 
every time you mention Tabacalera with Ventura behind any brand, you perceive what is quality behind it. So, so there's no doubt about it. Like people don't get scared. Like I was smoke this cigar today, I join it. And the next time I join it, uh, it is it's not the same. No, it's not happening with us. So we have consistency with our brands, with consistency with our blends, consistency with our products. So we offering loyalty to our partners and we have the same loyalty back. That's the thing behind it. We, after, we have agreements as, a, let's say, economically, business and business is not business. It's just family part because we treat everybody as a family. Louis is a brother of mine. Louis, this is my father's son too. So everybody that joins us, it becomes part of the family. We are about a family business that we keep family. As everybody comes in, it's a family. It becomes a new brother coming to the factory. So, so that's, that's the difference sometimes, make difference. So everybody can come to the factory they can join whatever we are doing. We show up everything that we are doing because it's not saying the secrets. It's how you do it. You mentioned that you're not... you... I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, please. No. So we, we can tell the blends about whatever we are doing, but it's not telling you the blends, where we find the tobaccos, how we do the cigars, how passionate is our people working in there. We are a small company. We have been in the market for 17, uh, 16 years already as a factory. And we have people that are working for us for 16 years. I wanna, I wanna make a comment to that. When I, one of the first visits we, we had in Santiago, I date David Stadnick, uh, you know, our co, co-founder with me. Yeah. I'll never forget this. He turns around and he says, yeah, Lewis, you notice how everyone's happy in this factory? You know what I mean? And, you know, and I remember he said it again that night. He says, you know, it's important to me. And, and Weaver knows this is true. It's like, you know, they, you know, it's a modest operation. It's not the biggest factory in the world, but it, it's a close-knit shop and, and people are happy. You walk in there and folks are, you know, the, ro- the torcedores, the rollers, or the rolling cigars are happy. Everyone's having a good time. And, you know, when I was running retail stores, I like to have fun. And, you know, when, when, Guys are coming in to work happy. You know, good things happen. I agree. Absolutely true. I agree. And uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've seen the difference with certain factories that are happier than others. You know, not knocking any factory, but, but there is a difference. There's no question. You, you, you get that vibe and it creates a positive experience. So I, I can totally understand you guys going in there and, and, and having that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. It's true. You see that. You see that every day you walk in there. Yep. You go through to our factories, you will see the people, everybody's doing jokes, like everybody's happy. So for me, I'm being the head of the company for three years or something. And you can see me like interchange and like jokes with the people walking around, even our visitors to the factories. I cannot pass with my workers. And I say hi, or not do something weird, crazy things that I always do it. Because as my guy, I'm always loving, I'm always keeping people happy. I like to be like this. Everybody that know me and knew me from Davido, they know that I'm a happy people. 
I'm a happy person. They are always smiling all the time. They always know me like that. But we have times. Right? Everybody have times and moments. But, but I always smile to everybody. Everybody get close to me like so nicely as like, a friend. I don't like to. I don't like people to call me boss. Never. We just weaver or whatever you want to call me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. If you book a nickname for me, I don't care. I like the people that get close to me and feel like a family. And that's the army in the, in the factory. Family. All the time is family taking care of everybody. And that's why we have good products. Because people come to work with us and the people just feel the same passion as we feel. And that's why we have a nice product in the market. That's, that's the way it is. Feel people comfortable and be part of the company too. It's not you working with for payment. It's that you feel the passion that we feel as an owner. So you are the owner too. You're working with us, you're part of the owner too. So there's no doubt about it. Yeah, and you mentioned, you know, this, this family and, and, you know, the other part of the, uh, the other blender who's involved with the company, uh, one of the legends, I mean, Eladio Diaz. And, you know, from talking to you guys, obviously you both had connections with Eladio. So this, it seemed like this was a pretty easy fit for that as well. Um, and he started his own factory in the last, uh, over the last year. So, Luis, I maybe yeah. you could talk a little about that, bringing Eladio into here, which is you're bringing someone in with, with his credentials as well as what William Ventura brings in. This is this is a nice one-two punch you guys got. Well, let me, you know, I, a lot of people might not know this, and I hope, I hope, uh, uh, you know, I hope Weber allows me to tell the public, but uh, the designated replacement to be master blender at Davidoff of Geneva was going to be Weber Ventura. Wow. If, if Eladio were to retire or move on, um, that was, that was, and, and Weber, you know, this is true, of course. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't just a section. He was, he was, he was due to succeed him. So, We've got, in short order here, we've got, you know, what was the master blender for the global recognized portfolio of Davidoff of Geneva. And then, you know, his understudy, who I wouldn't even call him an understudy. Right. One of the, you know, one of the big, you know, next big thing, maybe, you know, if, if not already in the industry. So um, it's a great one-two puncher, right? That's great. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, nice, nice combination as far as, as that goes. The thing is, William, is that, for example, I'm a, I'm a, I am a young guy, still a young guy, but I'm not this social media guy. Like, uh, I, I, I prefer to be out of social media, so I'll be focused on my work all the time, my whole life. I'll be focused on working, 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 do great things. I don't care if people say it's like, ah, oh, we're doing a great job or not. I don't, I don't need that because I know what I'm doing I know what the people expect, what I'm doing in a company, even if it's mine, if it's not mine, whatever. But I was the guy behind Elijah Diaz. Elijah Diaz was the guy that was doing brands for David of all these years. Henke Kennedy was a guy that introduced me to new things. Manuel Perata was a guy that introduced me to a new world that is the field. This is totally out of the factories. But uh, in that time, as I mentioned before, it wasn't my time to introduce a young guy to be as a head of blending 
of Davidov. I was not the guy for that time because I grew up in the time that it's just grown people, 40 and plus people that, that you can see in the, in, the, in the magazines, interviews, whatever. But now it's this different time. So now people can understand what was behind everything. I was blending. I was in the blending process for Davido for 20 years. I was the head of the blending. And I did create the blending, but I keep it in. I was the guy that was taking care about the blending that need to be equal all the time. Even if we have to ch- interchange some things, I was the guy that I would say, Eladio, look, this is, we ought to start with this. We need to do this. And now we can change this one. Okay, go ahead. Let's do a blend. Let's try it. It's good. Go ahead. There's a, there's so, a great story. The, we're not going to yeah. name, the, we're not going to name the blend, but there's a great story that he and I had dinner recently and they, they, um, you know, they, they, this is before he left they, they had, they had lost the recipe for a blend and they called him because they needed to put it together and uh that just shows you yeah and uh it just shows you you know what what he's done and what he's capable of doing and uh if somebody at the very beginning of this project somebody a a legendary figure in this industry i'm not gonna name his name said i think weber ventura is the next big thing so uh yeah i think that's true that's great yeah that's great. And I think, Luis, it makes it easy for, for on your end, you know, that you have you work with two factories, but the factories, there's a, there's a history with these guys. Um, they know each other. Um, so, you know, I don't think necessarily you have to worry about anything like competition or anything. It's, if anything, they're, they're both adding to what you're bringing to the table. Yes. I mean, and, and we we were deliberate in who we wanted to work with. Yep. And, you know, we you know, we are going to be working with both and they're both going to be bringing blends to market for us. And we're very happy, very happy to have both on our team. Yeah. Um, There's um, no competition. There's no competition. No, no, I, I don't see it team. like that. Yeah, it really is. No, it's um, not. Yeah. It's not. And I, I think it's great. Like I said, I think there's a lot of this history that, you know, you're both bringing and uh, like I called it the one-two punch and I, I, I think it's, it's great. And, you know, obviously, Weber, I mean, the credentials from you, I didn't really know a lot about your background until tonight, but I know, I, I know what that factory is capable. Barrett, I both know what that factory is capable of doing. We've, we've had some of our highest rated cigars come out of that, you know, that factory. Mm-hmm. So we know that that factory is excellent. So The um, thing is with him, the guy behind, behind the scene. Right. Right. That's All a, the time. Yeah, but that's important. I mean, that's, you know, one thing I was saying why I like going to pro, like people say, why do you go to pro cigar? Because I get a chance to meet you guys, Weber, um, on the production end of things who are behind the scenes that, you know, you guys don't like travel and do events in the States. And, and, and you learn so much and you meet some great friendships doing that as well. So I think that is very important to do that. Well, uh, it, it, that depends because when I was the global manager for Innovation Cigars for Davido, I did so many events in Europe. Mm-hmm. I never met the market in the United States. My first event in the United States was with Simon Freud. That was the, my first. And oh, I really? had like, a couple of minutes to present the blends and how we developed everything. That was my first event in the United States. But in Europe, yeah, I had so many events. I was presented in the David of Nicaragua. I've been presented the David of Yamasa. So in Europe, it's totally different for, for me than the United States. 
Because I'm, a, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm this guy, young guy that don't, doesn't like social media so much. I'm being so many people are pushing back to me like, you need to be in the Instagram, you need to be in the in the Facebook. People need to know you, and I say I don't need that. I don't want that. I just want to do great things. The people that know me, that have the opportunity to understand what I'm doing, they understand what I what I am. Definitely. That's I'm great. still stuck on the story where they lost the, the recipe to a blend and they just called you. <laughs> oh, listen, I'll tell you that story. It's a great story. And it's, oh my God. I actually love that cigar. And it was a it was a limited edition. And we were we were talking about it. We were at Saga, I think, in Santiago. And I don't know how it came. I was late. And I was like, hey, you remember this? And he's like, oh yeah, you know that you know that they only uh <laughs> they, 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 they only brought it to market because they ended up calling me because they're like, what's What's the blend? <laughs> and uh, we went through the whole story, who called and the whole, cause you know, I don't, we knew, you know, we both all know the whole same people. So it was so funny. And it's, it's kind of stuff that happens in these companies, right? So. Yeah. And the funny thing oh, is awesome. one day, one day, one day, I hope so, that we can have the opportunity to have the same facilities that Davido has it, that have like, the the control from the seed to the sales, it would the baby amazing. Yeah. Because that's the David of ways. They control the seeds, not the plants, not the tobacco field, not the fermentation. It's the seeds. They control the seeds. So they control the seeds until you have your cigars in your hands. And one day we'll be there. That's why if you ask me, what is Davidoff? And I say, my only answer is is Davidoff is Davidoff. Sorry. No competition about it. I'm not in Davidoff anymore, but I have to recognize Davidoff is Davidoff. I'm sorry (laughs) to everybody. Both of you guys have a a lot of history and you accomplished a lot with both with, with Davidoff on different ends. So this, yeah. I, I I think that's a great thing to work on. Uh, yeah. Because for you to understand what is Davidoff, you have to be in Davidoff. Yes. I mean, that's, that's yeah. true. for that's everybody true. in the world, everybody in the world to understand Davidoff, have to be in Davidoff. Because it, Louis it knows was, it, it was I know great, it. It was a great so, ride and, and we learned a lot and it was a lot of fun. It was great. Because everybody have growing tobacco, everybody have control for some part of the cigar, fermentation, tobacco, whatever. But I have control almost the 85% of the process. So that's amazing. For us as a producer right now, I'm taking all out of WF right now. For us as a producer, it's something that you want to be part of it. And you want to be in that position. It doesn't take like two, five, ten years. No, it takes long time. Mm-hmm. It takes, and you have to earn good money to be in that in that position. But for me, it's like saying like Davidov, okay, Davidov in this year, we're coming, we're coming. <laughs> that was the favorite thing. I'm coming. I'm coming, Davido. I'm coming, Davido. I'm coming. 
and cheers. Nice. So, Luis, you know, we were just talking right now about, you know, the seeds. And that's one day where they yeah. want to be is, is the control of that. Um, obviously, you got, you know, you all aren't there yet, but that's the goal and everything. So uh, whose responsibility is sourcing the tobacco? Is that is that on Weber and the factory? Yes. Are you guys playing a part of that at all? Or yeah, No, no, we, uh, you know, we're basically kids in a candy store uh, playing with blends, uh, you know, talking concepts, talking sizes, talking flavor, strength. Uh, and, and they, you know, they're the chefs that produce what we're looking for. And, uh, you know, in, in Weber, you know, we, we spent a long time there. We have so much respect and admiration for the companies we work for, but we're so very proud of what we're doing now on our own. And, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you know, you, you've got big multinational companies that have so much, you know, so many resources from crop to shop, but, uh, you know, there's so much innovation happening on the boutique side, which is why it's so hot, you know, and, and that's why, Working with you know Weber Ventura and Eladio Diaz, uh, it's it's exciting. It it is. Let's let's get in, let's get into the brand a bit. Um, Bear, I'll kind of I'll let you kind of go with that piece. I don't know you want to ask. Yeah, yes, one, one yes, big I question. Yeah, yeah. There, this is this is this is a very big question, Luis. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to list some people here: Clint Eastwood, Alfred Hitchcock. Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Winston Churchill, Mark Twain. Now I recognize that there's trademark issues all over the place in some of those things, but there are dozens of historic, let's just call them badasses that have smoked cigars or love cigars and everything. Why Freud? Oh, that's an easy question. Um, you know, yeah, please answer. <laughs> it's, it's easy. I think there's... I love the name yeah, of the first I cigar. So I just fun. want to put that out there before. I love it. it. Yeah, we love it. it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I tell had you. so much fun with, with, with the name of the brand. Yeah, we, we had so much fun talking about it. I mean, we, we, we met before we even, we even named the company. But, you know, when I was thinking about what we were going to name this, uh, I, you know, I instantly gravitated towards Freud. And it was because... You know, he was such a prolific cigar smoker. He did so much groundbreaking work. He changed the way we see reality, the way we think about, uh, you know, life, you know, it, it, dreams, uh, emotion. And he did all of this groundbreaking work with a cigar in his hand. And, you know, what, what world historical figure after Sir Winston Churchill uh, is, is more associated with cigar smoking, is more prolific, is more revered than, than Sigmund Freud. There is no one. I mean, you got, you got George Burns, you got Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you're right, you know, all those names. But, you know, Freudian slip, you know, that's part of the, the you know, I said it in Cigar Aficionado, it's, it's part of the daily lexicon of our language, you know. Oh, Freudian slip, you make it into a joke. But Freud is such a part of our culture. And, you know, I, you know, when I, when I got on the phone with Denton's, that's our law firm, our multinational firm, I was like, you know, there's no way this is available. And uh, we did a worldwide search and, and it was. And, 
you know, it, it, it made sense. And plus it's a, it's a fun, whimsical concept too. I mean, there's so much mining with his life and times and his work. Uh, it just, you know, we, we, we named our first collection Super Ego, right? And, right. and Super Ego, by the way, isn't a play on having a big ego or being egotistical. It's the moral standards that Super Ego was, right. you know. So, um, and that just goes to show, you know, and then the imagery of our packaging, um, it's, it's playful, it's whimsical, it's luxury, it's elevated. It just, it seemed like the perfect, uh, you know, branding name for, for a luxury cigar brand. I'd, I'd love to, what do you think actually? What, was, what were your thoughts when you saw this hit the market? Well, so I'm, 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 in, I'm insanely partial to Mark Twain. So okay. I, I, I'll, I'll, you and I, we can have that discussion at another time. Uh, but I, I love the answer. Um, it's funny that you brought up the name of the first cigar because I love that. And, and I, and I love that your answer was your answer about it, that it has nothing to do with arrogance. Cause um, I was having a discussion with a, with a friend of mine about it. And they're like, well, God, that's, that's really arrogant. And naming their first cigar, super ego. I was like, you never took intro to psych, did you? Yeah. <laughs> like no and i was like maybe just just like just google super ego just like like just look it over and i was like this is a this is a really delightful play on the on what it is and um having never met you having never spoken with you either of you about this like it was i I loved it i love it i think it's a a great project and i'm really excited because you guys chose to make uh one of the vitolas the grand robusto uh the five by 54 which i think is uh, I think I think the your factory Weber has just absolutely nailed that Vitola. I love it in almost every single blend you guys create. It's fantastic. Uh, so Thank I'm super know. excited. I'm super excited to try it uh, in the Super Ego because I think it, I I already know it's going to be good. It's just not it's not going to fail. I just know that. <laughs> Let me tell my reaction to that. Um, I love I love, I, I, I'm I'm loving so, I, love I love Freud and I love the fact he is was a cigar enthusiast. So, um, but I got to be honest. So when the announcement came, the first thing I did was try to see if someone had the trademark already too. <laughs> we, we have a little Who does game. This? Who does this? This is a game that he plays. Though. So like, we have this, we have so. this game in the media, right? Where, oh, that's, t- this is going to be gone by the end of the week. Right. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find it. I'm like, there's no, I, I go, I don't think anyone. That was my first it. question. That was okay. So Luis. Okay. So <laughs> beyond that, beyond Mark Twain, Beyond the name and everything, I was right, just like, like I, my first reaction to Cooper, I was like, it's taken, right? I, 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 so first of all, I knew that the minute I had a handful of people in this business that I knew the minute it hit, we're going to go on Google and figure and, and see if, you know, did these guys do their homework? Did they seize it? This and that, blah, blah. Because I was like, you know what? There's like off the top of my head, at least three guys I can name. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we did. We were, we were deliberate. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Sigmund Freud, Freud cigars, cigars, tobacco, cigar accessories uh, are trademarks of, uh, of our company. And uh, it was, you know, it was, it was perfect. It was perfect. It, 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 the story is actually a great story. It, it, awesome. yeah, I tell you, it, it is. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the Freud the Freud as a person, not that I'm a, any background in psychology or anything. I've just always been fascinated by it. And the fact that he loves cigars. Um, and it was just great to see like this, this brand emerge with that. And I mean, this, the super ego packaging, Louis, you guys knocked it out of the park. 
Yeah. I, I love that band. It's kind of got a, the old school Cuban-esque style. Yeah. Yeah. Floyd's right on the middle of the band. I, I loved it. <laughs> and what's he doing? He's puffing on a cigar. I, this is great. You, you, could, you could do something like, like show with people this. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And on the steel, on the seal, on on one of the seals uh, that we put on the box, if you read carefully, it says, uh, "The madman is a dreamer awake," which was an old quote attributed to him. And uh, we see the eye, and it, you know the imagery, the packaging. You know, we we wanted it to be whimsical, provocative, cool, uh, edgy. And uh, you're absolutely right. We want it. It's exactly what we wanted to accomplish with the cigar ring right there. With, with, uh, with and, and Imagine love- with an, if you're surprised. Imagine for me that <laughs> Lewis comes just say, like, mm, we have to have an, a nice brand in the market. Uh, it will be a luxury cigar. And we have to have this, 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 and that. And I say, okay. We can have, and we start blending. We do blends for them, and then we come to so like, you know what is the name of the brand? Is it? And I say, I don't have no glue with it. It says like, okay, we go with the Simon Freud brand. I say, what? <laughs> Simon Freud, the, the the guy, the this guy, Simon Freud, the guy. Yeah, and I say, are you sure? Yeah, and we have blends. He tested, everybody tested, David, George, they tested, they loved the first blend that we did. But then say, nah, uh-uh, we're keeping it for a limited edition month. So you have something else? And I said, yes, of course I do. Take this one. And yeah. try and say, uh, this is this is the blend for Simon Fry. And I say, Simon Fry again. Are you repeating again the name? Oh, uh, yeah, Simon Freud. And I said, Simon Freud again. So, how you name it? The blend, the, the, the line. He said, like, we go with the super ego. Well, like, okay. <laughs> you go from the bottom to the top, like, super ego. Really? Yeah. And I said, okay. That's that's a part of your business right now to do the marketing behind it. <laughs> so, you do the marketing, I do the cigars, and I keep it. <laughs> The yeah, well, all, all the concepts. He was like, "Wow, wow!" It was like it was really cool. It was really cool to do all that together. For me, for me, everything was impressed because for me, I know that I was working with Louis. I know that I'm working with David. I know that I'm working with George. And then, but for me, when they come with a super ego, Simon Fry, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what?" A, what I'm doing right now, like I have to deal with it. This is not something that I just come out like, okay, we have a name. We have a brand, our name is Super Ego, whatever. A simple fright. No, it's not whatever. You have to have a cigar that represents what you smoked in and the name of the, the brand and the line too. So then and I say, okay. We so 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 serious. So we go serious now. So but it was funny. It was funny. Because I was working like blind and I was working for something like blind. And then it comes like, oh, it was shocking for me. 
Like, okay, okay, okay. We're taking it serious tonight. Oh, 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 oh. We cannot play with it. It's a name that you have to represent the name of the cigar. So let's do this. Thank you. Yeah, no, we, we, I, when we first showed Weaver the concepts and the packaging and the ideas, uh, you know, it, you know, because we said we want this to be a really special blend. We want it to be luxury, and you know, we, you know, we're we're an emerging luxury brand, and he just loved everything that we, you know, his dad too. His, his dad really loved the band. He kept showing it. He's like, "Wow, this is great. Can I show it to people?" I was like, "Yeah." So it was great. Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> So it's crazy. So you, it's crazy. It's crazy. Have, right. So y'all have y'all have been saying this for you know all, all evening and everything. So you know, luxury, luxury. That that you know obviously has its own definition within the premium cigar industry. And so so Lewis, I'm, have you guys finalized pricing on the Super Ego? Um, yeah. is, that, is that so what, what are we looking at for so sixteen fifty for the Lonsdale, seventeen fifty for the uh Royal Robusto Robusto X, the Toro, same price, seventeen fifty, eighteen fifty for the six by sixty. That's uh, I, I, with today's uh, with today's market and everything, that's 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 almost wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say four. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we wanted it to be, you know, we wanted it to be, uh, you know, a, a price point that was accessible, but not, you know. Yeah, that's, what so I was just about yeah. that's what I was just about to say. That's that's approachable, uh, but but still special. Yeah, yeah, and I think that, and you know, and it's, first of all, a lot of people say they're luxury, and I always, I'm the first one to say, well, what does that mean? You know, and to me, luxury is a special blend, a curated blend. Uh, you know, flavors, a journey, uh, premium packaging, a story. And we had all that. We put all that together. That's what we're doing. So, um, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of people throw that around. You know, oh, we're luxury. What does that mean? You know, and I, you know, I, I'm, I'm very confident in what we put together. The the blend, um, Dominican wrapper, Dominican Corolla wrapper, correct? Ecuador, actually, actually, Weaver, you can explain. Okay. Now, in the blend, uh, we have some Ecuador wrapper. Okay, but it's, it's Corojo, uh, right? It's Corojo. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's a Corojo type of tobacco from Ecuador. We have some San Vicente from the Dominican Republic. We have Criollo. We have Corojo. We have some filler from, from Ecuador too. We have a Sumatra binder in there. Okay. Yeah. If you want me to give it the positives, I can give it to you, but not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. I understand. But it's a special blend that you can engage like different countries. It's not multiple. Some uh, people mentioned like you have like five different regions to cigars, but it is something that you can connect Dominicans with some typical Ecuadorian and some part of the Central America too in the blend. So this is a nice, um, enjoyable blend that for aficionados, connoisseurs, whatever people that can join the cigars, then we have fun with them. You yeah. have so many flavors around it. You have like roast uh, seeds, like 
a cinema and whatever it, it it depends because I don't I don't like to talk about taste so many times. I like to talk about stimulation of the palate because for taste it depends. You're, you're reminding me of stimulation. You're reminding me of Hanky Kellner right now. That's I was gonna say. <laughs> no, 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 heard this before. No. Imagine I grew up with Hanky. Yeah, no, I grew right. up with Hanky. Right. So cigars is never about taste. It's about simulation. So gastronomic is too much, too much involved in everybody's palate. So for you, I'll, I I want to tell you that in the cigar, it's gonna take you this part of this palate or this taste because it's all like personal taste. I know that the cigar you will enjoy a lot. It's a cigar that you can smoke and you never get tired for it because it has the intensity, it's good. The, 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 the complexity of the blend is good. You have some sweet taste on it. It's around complex. It's something that you smoke a cigar and you want to keep it smoking, 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 smoking a cigar. You will enjoy it all the time. You never lose like and the consistency about this car. Yeah, so light it up one cigar, you want to light it up the other one, you got the same consistency, and you're keeping it, and you're keeping it. You you'll be in love for the cigar. And once if, you try it, you never lose it. I'm a consumer you never lose. an Ecuador wrapper with uh, a Sumatra binder with fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. I think that's a I mean, that's a pretty tasty, compelling blend to me. So that's why we we elected this this blend together. You know, and I've seen again at, at a Ventura, Ventura has done very good at these multinational blends. So I, yeah. I, I have, I think it's a, again, a great core competency, you know, bring those tobaccos together. So like I said, it, it's an exciting blend. By the way, if I looked on Cigar Coop, I would have known it was an Ecuadorian wrapper there. So yeah, shame on me, but. I had it pulled up, so I had your back, but luckily we yeah, never had all of ours, so it's when, fine. When I put the blend questions up for trivia, you you would think uh, <laughs> I follow my own advice here. Yeah, so, uh, but no, I knew it was I did know it was Corojo, which which was really was was that kind of was it always kind of like you were looking to maybe do Corojo? Is that were you looking to start? Or was it the right blend at the right time, more or less? Yeah, well, it depends because you can have the same seed. The same variety of cigar or tobaccos of it, and it, it depends where you grow it. Okay. I have my song for my my tobacco, whatever, whatever I want to do it. For example, I have corojo for three different types of song in the Dominican Republic, and I have corojo from Central America too, mm-hmm. and I have criollo for three different songs, and I have I, I can play with it. Because the, the the only thing that is close to the cigar business is the wine. You can have the same variety of the seeds and you plant it in different fields and then you have different tastes profile. Mm. So you have the same tobacco, the same variety, the same seed, the same growing planting in in a in a in a, in a, in a greenhouses. And when you're planting in different zones, and you will have a different tobaccos. So you need to understand how is the reaction of each tobacco in, in different soil, 
different microclimes. You have to understand so many things behind it before you do a blend. So when you want to have a certain flavors or certain uh, strength or intensity of a cigar, you need to understand the, the tobacco first so that you can combine it and then you have a blend. When you have to understand how the, the tobacco reaction in different zones, different varieties, different microclimates, different soils, then you can become a, blend, a blender. Well, <laughs> that sometimes, I, for me, is so much fun when I met people that they've been smoking cigar for a couple of months, maybe one or two years. And they say, I'm a master blender. And I say, oh, you're fast. You're good. <laughs> you're so nicely. Uh, so I'm a slow understanding guy or you're so fast. Right. Becomes a master blender is not easy. You need to understand how is the reaction of the tobacco with the microclimate, with the soil, with the temperature, how you store the tobacco, how you manage the tobacco, how you ferment your tobacco, how you blend, how you produce the cigar to have a blend. Mm -hmm. So if you do that in two, three years, hey, you're genius. <laughs> So we, we, we had Sorry, a, but genius. We had a lot of fun with this blend and uh, that, that just shows you how passionate yeah, you know we was at every step of the way with uh, with tobacco. Yeah, no, that's great. So, and that cigar's already started to hit the stores. Uh, yes, it, uh, it will hit the stores in the, the next week. Uh, we just arrived to uh, to Reno, Nevada Illusion. so uh, that, that's going to be shipping nationally within the next week. That's great. That's great to hear. Now you have another cigar that I'd say it's a little more, maybe there's a little more mystery behind this cigar. Uh, the Agape limited edition. Yeah. So that's something that you guys haven't shown off yet, but what can you tell us about this cigar? Uh, well, we're, we're going to be, uh, you know, we've teased it in the market. We're not, we're not ready to talk about the blend pricing or, or mm -hmm. the art, but I, I can tell you that uh, it's a limited edition, uh, which I'm sure, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've, we've, we worked uh, incredibly hard on it and uh, very, very proud of it. Uh, and I, I think you're going to be very, you know, pleasantly surprised. It's, it's, it's Eladio's love letter to the craft. Uh, kind of, you know, it, it was the first cigar that he blended, the very first cigar, the first project since leaving Davidoff of Geneva. And we, we both sat down and talked about what we wanted to accomplish. And... Um, Agape means the highest form of love. It's also the name of our parent company. So, uh, I had to ask that. I was going to ask that question. My wife wanted to know that because yeah, a Catholic yeah. theology major. So, one of our one of our uh, co-founders is is Greek descent, and uh -huh. you know, when, whenever something good happens, he, he yeah, kiss from George. You know, it, it, Weaver knows. We Weaver and George are like best buddies, right? And uh, you know, brothers, he, Agape. Yeah, George loves you, uh, and. Uh, you know, um, and then we, we came up with the idea for Agape Lifestyle, which is the parent company. And then when, when we were thinking about what to name the cigar, I, I said, it's going to be Agape. And uh, when we, it kind of worked out because it, you know, in the, in, in the branding of it, calling it a love letter to the craft. And that's exactly what it is. Yeah. yeah. 
That that's great. Uh, yeah, my wife loved the name, so I told her. Yeah, I was gonna. Add, I knew it would come up at some point, so that that's great. Um, and, and you know, limited editions. Is it a one and done? Is it? What can you, is it an ongoing? How's that gonna work? You know, I'm glad you asked that. I haven't decided that. Uh, I, it might be a one and done. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, 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 it's going to be released at the trade show. Uh, and uh, it's, it's going to, you know, that's going to be first look and uh, we're going to be shipping it in August. Uh, but uh, it, it, it might be a one and done. Uh, okay. I, I haven't decided yet, but if we still have, we have tobacco to make more, uh, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, I love the idea of a limited edition, limited run. And uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. I think, yeah. uh, I think, I think you're going to love this blend. Art, great. I'm excited about it, uh, for sure. And this is going to be Eladio's first release to hit the market out of that new factory, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, at the first yeah. day store, yeah. Yeah. So definitely yeah. first day stores and, uh, you know, the, the first with anything with his name on it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And it's not going to have Freud. It's not going to have Freud uh, branding. It's going to be Agabi. Uh, it is. Right? It's Freud Cigars Limited Edition. Okay, so okay, it's, it's, it's going to be a Freud cigar, so awesome. it's going to be uh, our first cigar with with uh Diaz Cabrera, and it's it's his first project, uh, his very first cigar made there, and uh, it's going to be the first cigar, uh, you know, to hit retail shelves. That's great, you know. Another thing, like I said, when you guys announced the company, and um, you just seemed like you had everything all ready to go. Uh, you had your distribution ready as well. Uh, you mentioned Illusioni's doing the distribution, uh, which is, we should probably, you guys probably both know distribution is sometimes harder than production a lot. Uh, but how did you come to Illusioni? How did the decision come to work with Illusioni there? Um, you know, I'm friends with those guys. Uh, you know, I know Howard Lennox. I've known him for a long time. Yep. Handles their business. Good and guy, yep. Great guy, super guy. And, you know, I, I, I didn't want to go with, with somebody that was that was too big and maybe I'd get lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. um, I, I didn't want to also go too small where you know we're we're tiny and we don't have the resources to get you know to get the name out. So I, I kind of thought that that you know Illusion was the perfect uh, mix of what we were looking for at this stage. And uh, you know we're we're looking forward to this relationship and growing with them and spending a good time with them, you know, and, and evolving with them. Yeah, we, we hear distribution. Sometimes it means different things. Um, are they doing the sales and the distribution or just the warehousing? How's that going to work? Uh, they're doing the warehousing. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we're working with brokers that okay. really interwoven into their operations. So, okay. um, you know, that, that's what we're doing. And we're, we're very happy. That's great. That's great. Um, and I know how you many, already... How many brokerages do you, are you working with? Four. And then, of course, if somebody wants to place an order uh, that doesn't have a dedicated broker, they can pick up the phone and, and order it and have it shipped from Reno, Nevada. Perfect. You you also mentioned, um, you know, we've talked we talked a lot about the luxury piece, but Agape is is the overall, I guess, luxury brand. And there's other things you guys are looking at besides cigars, correct? Uh, yeah, at some point we, we would like to do some accessories. 
you know, some brands that, that come to mind, you know, Dupont maybe, Ellie Blue, you know, I know, I know both very well. Oh, nice, nice. I would often love to do something along those lines. And, uh, uh, you know, and, and obviously other collections, you know, these are, you know, right now we've only got five SKUs. So uh, there's, there's plenty of room to grow. Right. And you guys, you guys have a, one thing you guys have talked a lot about is you do have a growth plan. It's, it's, uh, you know, this is obviously, this is a starting point. You, you don't want to do everything at once, but you guys definitely have a growth plan you've been talking about. Yeah. I know in some of your announcements you've been making. Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, you know, we want to have uh, regular production collections with the factories. We want to have limited editions. Uh, and, and this is very much our start. Uh, and then, you know, we also, we're working in the spirits business as well. We're looking at releasing a high-end mezcal. Uh, and, and looking at tequila and looking at other spirits. Uh, so there's, there's other things in the, in, in the mix too. You know, we want to be a, a luxury lifestyle brand uh, with, with, you know, premium handmade cigars as, as one of the uh, items that we bring to market in addition to spirits and other things. That's great. Luis, you better get tequila to market. You can just go ahead and take my money right now. I mean, do you want, <laughs> do you want to, do you want me to Venmo it to you or, you know, I'll send you a bottle. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Nice. Two bottles. Yep. Two, uh, yeah, you, you, of course you're going to get one. <laughs> uh, I just think you go one. Uh, uh, oh, go. I'm, ha- I'm having dreams of like a Freud Ellie Blue Lighter with that white background. I'm just, I have, I'm, ha- I'm having visions of that. He's just <laughs> salivating over that right now. <laughs> I think it's going to be beautiful when you something like that. Sure. <laughs> when we first got into a room talking about it, I mean, from, from mining his life and times and the stuff he could do, the imagery, the yeah. kind of, I mean, you know, that, this is why this is so much fun. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Um, so, yeah, no, I know you guys are going to be at the PCA. Look forward to meeting you uh, in person. Yep. Uh, we, I'm going to have to invite myself over to the factory in the Dominican, which I'll do in February. <laughs> you have to come over. You have you, to come you, over. Yeah, yeah. You'll definitely be hearing from me on that. Um, you have to come over. Yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to you know, say? We're getting to the end of the interview right now. So is there anything else you, you want to say that maybe we didn't cover tonight that you'd like us to cover? Um, well, first of all, thank you so much for having us. Uh, thank you, fellas. I mean, this has been a great time. And we appreciate it as well. It's a great forum to be on, and, and we appreciate the, the time and courtesy. And, uh, you know, for, for a new uh, you know, small brand like us, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun to, to talk about what we're doing and to get excited. Um, you know, we're excited about the PCA trade show. We're going to be in booth 604. Uh, and, you know, there's, there's a lot more to come. So we're, we're really excited to be working with, with Weaver, who, who I love and who's doing great work for us and with the yeah. guests. And uh, I, I couldn't be happier. Really love for him. That's great. <laughs> happy. Yeah, that's great. Bear, was there anything else you wanted to cover before we kind of close out with them? Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm super excited to meet y'all in person at the PCA. Yeah. And I'm really excited to try the cigars. And, uh, and yeah, we're, uh, you know, just the background, uh, the factories that you're working with, the story of this, you know, extended family yeah. of, that you have assembled. It's, 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 it's perfect. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Like I said, I think of all the new companies and there's a lot of great new ones. I was the most excited. And now I'm, I'm 
even more excited just talking to you guys and learning this background tonight. And I think there's going to be a lot of, and I'm, I'm confident there's going to be great cigars behind that. So that, that's going to be the easy part, but there's just, there's a great story you guys are bringing and you're great. Uh, just this whole operation is just very impressive. So I'm excited to kind of uh, get to know you guys better and, and cover your brand over the next few years. William, I am so much. Thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. Um, so I have a couple of words to say. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have to talk a little bit. So I want to thank you first to both you guys and Louis that comes around our factory. And the only thing that I have to say is that people that all understand what we are doing in the market. So we're not trying to evolutionary. We're not that guys. We just want to pay, keep consistency in the cigars, people that are enjoying cigars, that we can offer the best cigars in the world, as my father says. And that just becomes more normal. I just want to take everybody to understand what we are doing in today. That's great. That's and great. Maybe you, understand, maybe you understand what we are doing, and maybe just not seem afraid coming out. We have so many events coming out. And I will give it with, with this smile, like, you don't know what you miss it. It's something coming in. Beautiful. Well, thank you for everything. Yeah. Thank you, thank you guys as well. Uh, look forward, like I said, to connecting with you, both of you guys in person. Uh, Luis, like I said, at the trade show, and, and we re- I'm going to invite myself to the factory, so <laughs> you'll be yeah, here. Oh, he already gave if you the invitation. You see, if yeah. you don't see me in the trade show, you, you have to come to over. Yeah, I, I really, uh, I, I, I really do. Like I said, the, the factory, there's just some no, factories. <laughs> yeah. In plural. Yeah. Factor. Yeah. Factories. Factories. That's right. Yeah, we have two factories. Yeah. We have factory for our clients. We have factory that you need to understand what's behind my father's plans. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, difference. That's beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you guys very much. Uh, we'll, we'll be catching up with you guys soon. Look forward to all the stuff you guys are going to be doing uh, in the coming uh, months. Thank you. Uh, we were always a pleasure, brother. Yep. Thank you. All right, See guys. You, Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, man. That's Luis, Torres. That's Luis Torres and Weber Ventura from Freud Cigar Company here on Primetime Special Edition. Uh, we do, like I said, appreciate that. Bear, uh, I'm excited about this. I can't, I can't lie to you. I, you know, I don't get giddy sometimes on this stuff, but um, this is one I'm excited about. And just hearing all the stuff that they're doing, it's, is, it's a, it's a great story. Yeah, I, really I, I didn't realize all the dots connected here, which was, which was very yeah. interesting. So I think that yeah, was, yeah, as well. Yeah, so uh, I should have mentioned too that you know you and I given awards out uh, to Henderson, you know, for um, the. Uh, Queen's Pearl. So, I mean, we have mm-hmm. some awards we're giving out for that. And uh, we'll probably give them, imagine at some point Weaver's probably going to be collecting some hardware as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, it's a, uh, this is really, this is a really exciting project because like you said, the dots and everything and, yep. you know, Luis talked about it very, you know, eloquently and, and, and but also very emotionally at the same time with the, about how the, this is, this is all family, you know, yep. well, business plays a part in it, but uh, you know, I mean, you know, he, he made a phone call, 
and he had you know he had this vision of what, yep. what he wanted to do and he made a phone call to his yep. friend and and ultimately they decided that that it would be a good fit and it yep. would work together and you know here we are you know it's um it's a terrific it's a terrific story it is it's it is for sure i'd like to have these guys back at some point again so mm-hmm. so i think we'll can't be wait re- to the try i can't wait to try the cigar i can't wait either um like i said i i'm confident the cigar is gonna be very good uh yeah. hopefully hopefully it is you know I know we're not allowed to ask for samples, so if Luis is still listening, uh, a Robusto Extra would be wonderful. Just saying. I, I have a, Yeah, no, I think we're not allowed to ask for samples. That's right. But that's why we're at the trade show, just remember. So yeah, it's kind of this, there this, for the samples. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, we but, promise we won't give any to Aaron Loomis, so. <laughs> just kidding, Aaron. He's going to get mad at me on that one. No, he. <laughs> All right. All right. It, it's that time of the night, okay? Um, it is. Uh, our president segment, um, and it's brought to you by United Cigars, featuring La Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and a highly acclaimed Atabay in Byron. Buy United, Smoke United, Live United. Another company I'm very excited about the trade show with, so what they got coming out. All right, yeah, so this is, this is our new president segment. This is the third time we're doing this, okay? Um, and it's, it's, it, we do a question a fact about a particular president of the United States. Now, Bear, you're doing this on the Sunday show. We're doing a little bit of a different spin on this one. And that mm-hmm. the idea is I have to stump you, okay? Right. I am 0 for 2 so far, okay, in stumping you. Um, I, I actually wanted – I was debating whether we should do this segment with Weberon, but I didn't know how – I don't want to put him on the spot with U.S. history. And I, so I said, all right, I won't do it. I'm going to give Bear – I'm going to throw – I'm going to throw a curveball at Bear tonight. And like I said, so, um, but Bear's been good at this. So the question is, and, and the audience could answer along with this too, which president established the Environmental Protection Agency? Let me, let me close my Facebook feed. I don't want to cheat. So. Okay, okay. All right, so look so... At, you don't have to hashtag that, and there's no prize for that, guys, by the way. But you can participate. Get up fun. Uh, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if anyone's gotten it right. No googling, guys. So the EPA, the EPA, right? The EPA, the Environmental. I honestly didn't look at the question. Okay. Uh. Um. So okay. The EPA. All right. So. Okay. I think I'm getting insanely lucky on this. Uh. So I just actually. I there. There's a film that I absolutely love. Um called uh, Frost Nixon, where Frank Langella uh, plays Richard Nixon. Uh, and it's about the, you know, the interviews between uh, Robert Frost and, and, and Richard Nixon and uh, Robert Frost, David Frost, excuse me, Robert Frost, the, the infamous. Uh, so <laughs> we were talking about Freud. See, I'm already stuck in the classics and everything. Um, so and they actually talk about they actually talk about this. It's a very subtle thing, but I, you know, I remembered it. Um, I think if I had thought about it, I would have, I would have, I would have actually picked this, um, regardless. But the fact that I watched Frost, rewatched Frost Nixon recently, um, I know the answer. It's 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 Richard Nixon, uh, and I would have, I would have oh, actually fuck. got it if I had thought about it a lot more. But I got really lucky with the fact that I rewatched that film recently. It's Richard uh, Nixon, right? I, it is Richard Nixon. I'm owing three. Okay. Jay did get Jay got it right by the way, too. Uh, Oh, so, come on, bear. Oh, and th- oh, I thought I had you with this one. That was that's a good that's Jimmy, a good one. That was a good one. Jimmy so, said no, again, which was a good I said I could see because I knew people knew it was a newer agency. Damn. Right, well, 
Well, I mean, there's really cool. There, there's really cool stories about. So like, so okay, I, I don't want to get into politics of today and stuff, but like when you think about the environment, right? People think about today. They think about tree, you know, the tree huggers, and they think about it as a liberal issue, right? So right, that, that right. normally gets that normally gets associated with the Demo- Democratic Party today, right? Well. <laughs> Richard Nixon was not a Democrat. Um, and this wasn't, this wasn't, this wasn't, you know, Richard Nixon was after the so-called split of the parties, right? Like there's yep. the old Republican party and the old Democratic party and, you know, and then new ones, et cetera. Right. So, um, but um, Jimmy Carter, a Democrat actually was inspired by the formation of the EPA and some of the studies that it came up with in its first couple of years after Nixon had formed it mm-hmm. and Jimmy Carter was actually the, I was actually the first president uh, to install solar panels in the white house. So fun fact there. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I know this is going to break your heart coop because he's one of my favorite presidents too. And I know he was your favorite president or one of them. Ronald Reagan took them out <laughs> and they were, they were placed back by the Obama administration. <laughs> But, uh, but uh, I just found it really cool that um, that this is a really bipartisan thing. In fact, you know, so when, when people think of environmental presidents, right, people think of Teddy Roosevelt, you know, because, you know, he created the national parks, you know, you know, the U.S. Forest Service and the National Park Service and everything like that. So um, so, I mean, we have a really, really rich history of presidents and the environment. Um you know, that goes way beyond the politics of today and everything. So um, I think it's, I think it's, 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 a, it's a lot more fun than just the simple trivia question of like, who, you know, who created the EPA, which is a great one, man. That was, yeah. that was really good. Well, I agree. Okay. You're, you're I'm all in three. Bear is three and always undefeated on this, by the way. Um, and uh, that was, you know, that was an interesting, you know, you mentioned Jimmy Carter, right? You know, talk about stories about my dad, right? When Jimmy Carter said that whole thing about the thermostats, I never saw my dad go crazy, like like rip a president. That was the first time he got so mad. You know what he did? He turned the thermostats down further. I mean, he was just pissed. <laughs> you, you never mess with my dad's air conditioning. So I can just tell you that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, that okay. That was our president segment. Um, you know, nice. brought to you by United Cigars. Um, Good one. That was a good one, Bear. Good, good job you're doing on this. And Bear is not cheating on these, by the way. Um, when Oliver came to us with this segment, uh, the first thing I said to Oliver, I said, "This is right up Bear's alley." You know, um, I, lo- I love this stuff. I love presidential. Yeah, he's really no good. He's, he's always I mean, Bear's always been good at this before this segment even came. So uh, it's gonna be interesting when we stump you if we ever stump you at this point uh, during the campaign of this of this promo here. Um, hey, before, okay, so before we kind of get into uh, great things are happening here, uh, I, I want to put the contest back up again. Um, so come on, guys. I mean, we have got to get some more. We got to get some more entries in here. All right. So uh, before you do the question, so here it is. Okay. So if you're listening or watching, actually, if you're watching us live and you're watching on anywhere other than Cigar Coop Facebook page, the first step is this. You want to click on the link to get to the Cigar Coop Facebook page because you want to put it in the live stream yeah. on the Cigar Coop, Cigar Coop Facebook page. All right. So now that you're taking the time to do that, uh, you're going to do that. You're going to pull it up. The next thing you're going to do is you're going to open up a second tab and you're going to put in 
this should be listed as one of your favorites, but it's okay if you're not. Uh, cigar-coop.com. Cigar-coop.com. That's going to pull up the Cigar Coop website. There's a handy-dandy search key in the right-hand corner. You're going to type the word Carenas. It's literally right there in the photo. C-A-R-E-N-A-S. That's all you need to type. Right. And our, an article will pop up, and it will have the in- answer to the question that Coop's about to mention to you. So Cigar Coop page, second tab, cigar-coop.com. Type in the search key, Correnas. It's going to pull up the article, and you're going to wait for Coop to ask the question, and you're going to find the answer in that first article. Here yep. we go. All right. So the, the question is, the St. Louis Carenas from Altadis, USA, Tobacco USA, St. Louis Carenas oh, is a blend introduced last year. What factory is it produced out of? And uh, the prize pack is, is on the screen, but if you're listening, actually, you, you're live, you're probably viewing this. You, a bottle of Dewar's, uh, a Carenas bag, the flask, and the bottle opener. And I can tell you that bag is, it's not one of those cheap tote bags is what I'm telling you. It's a, people like this bag a lot and they've been very happy with this. So we, this is it is every the, weekend. Not kidding. Yeah, no, it does. It. My, my wife's got the other one that the, they sent me a promo one. So, um, so yeah, all you gotta do is and put in the hashtag, hashtag my answer. It's gotta be hashtag my answer. If you're one answer guys, one answer. So, all right. So put it out there. If you, if you, if you tuned in late, I'm giving you another chance to get this. Yeah. Hashtag my answer. M Y A N factory. The St. Louis way Carreñas is in. We told you where to find the answer. This I'm giving. We, we, we don't, I don't make you guys go through a hundred things. Right. But I'm, I'm told my contests are too complicated because I, I put a hashtag or I DQ maybe, people maybe with two we, answers. Maybe we should do like the like we'll, we'll be the next time we'll do like the IG thing. We'll be like tag five friends. Yeah, you want we'll make you go through that. Make sure you like the page. Yeah. And then, you know what? There you go. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll we'll do it. The I yeah. find that shit more complicated. Plus, I mean, honestly, like, you know, this I mean, backstory here. I mean, it, as someone who's been accused of recently as, of 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 spamming, um, I, I mean, I, I I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. When I want to tag five friends, is am I like, am I giving them stuff unnecessarily shit that they don't want to see? Right. Um, just because I want to win a really cool buck, and I don't want to tag five friends because that 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 you know I decreases the chances that I'm yeah. going to win the prize pack. No, no, exactly. We're doing this for you, people. Yeah, we want exactly. you to win. We want you to win. We want you to win. I pick You're someone welcome. at random. I pick someone at random to do it, and that's very easy. Um, and, uh, I did not do last week's drawing and that's because I didn't do it. Uh, so I apologize, but that will get done. Uh, because I want to close out this, we're going to have some new, obviously a new prize pack when we get back from the trade show, uh, for this, um, bear, let me mention before we get the great things that happen here, let me mention another thing. Um, I get asked a lot, how do I get the cigar coop shirt? How do I get the challenge coins? Right. Sure. If you're not tuned into this show. You ain't getting one. Okay, live. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I am giving some of these out to people who have tuned into this show. Not every week, but, you know, on a frequent basis. So uh, someone's already been awarded a shirt, just so you know. Uh, you guys, These are our Cigar Coop shirts that we're wearing to the trade show this year. Uh, you got a 3XL bear this time. So, um, And the same with the uh, airport challenge coins. I've given a couple of those out already. 
as well. So I, I just ask you tune into the show and I, I know how I know you tune in comment on it. Uh, you don't have to tune in live easy. You can tune in later. And if I see people like engage with it, I just say, Hey, you want a shirt or do you want a, uh, a challenge going or something like that? And, and it's done. So that, that's how you get that. I, I don't want to sell these. I'm not in the business of being a, uh, uh, and, and my wife, who's the accountant, doesn't want me in the store business, by the way. So um, so we're giving I give them away. You, you don't pay for them. But, you know, if I see people loyal and if you're if you have been a loyal listener, you know, just make sure you're commenting and let me know. And you never know. Uh, I don't have a ton of these shirts, but I have a, I did get a few extras this year of this batch. So um, that's why I, I, I had to stick with the black background. I had to flip it because I was wearing the red shirt. I'm like, do I change the shirt? It was the red on red was going to look awful. So um, that's how you get that. Um, all right. So let's get into our next segment, which is great things are happening here. Um, and as always, that is brought to you by Tobacco or USA, makers of iconic brands such as Monte Cristo, Romeo Julieta, H. Upman, Aging Room, St. Louis Ray, Tobacco or USA. Great things are happening here. So, Bear, this is our good news segment piece where we talk about. Uh, some good stories. Um, I actually, um, I have a second one I want to add to this, um, it's, which is related to my first story, kind of. So um, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Your call, Coop. I'm either way. All right, I'll go first because I have it upper. And so I have two stories. They are both related to um, sports and they are both related to uh, female athletes. Okay, so the first one is there's a 40 year old mom of three who becomes the first female Olympian to finish a triathlon in under eight hours. And I guess there's a a film that was made um, to to do this. Um, And uh, two time Olympic in, uh, by the way, Nicola Spring crossed the finish line in Germany in an astonishing seven hours, 34 minutes and 19 seconds. Right now, here's what was really amazing about this. She accomplished this like earlier this year, but she uh, but she had an injury uh, during a cycling accident, which resulted in uh, three broken ribs, a fractured collarbone and a punctured lung. Right. Um, she recovered and she went on to fulfill her dream of uh, winning, a, you know, competing in a triathlon. And, and obviously uh, she won it and um, it um, she retired from the sport, you know, right at the top. Um, so a good job, uh, by Nicola and there's a film that's coming out, um, about this called Nicola's spirit. Uh, it actually was just released and it talks about the whole story of her getting there. I, I love, I, I'm not good. I cycled, uh, but because I swim, I can never do a triathlon, unfortunately. Uh, and I just think it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing that, that, uh, she did, um, so I look forward to watching that movie, um, because, um, that's something really special. Now, the second story is related to, um, sports and cycling. Okay. And the ironic thing is they have a similar name. All right. Um, there is a woman by the name of Nicole Reist. Um, who is competing in a race called the Race Across America. Are you familiar with the Race Across America? Yes. Okay. For folks who aren't familiar with this, okay, it is a transcontinental bike race that doesn't have stages. 
you basically you get on the bike and you go and you have rest points along the way to do this. Nicole Rice is beating the men right now in this race and is projected to win this race. It's not the first time. It's last year a woman did win it. A different woman won it, right? But this year, but last year I think a lot of people said it was COVID. There wasn't a good field. This year the field is much stronger and everything, right? And Nicole Rice is is leading this race right now and is about to complete a, a bicycle race from San Diego to Maryland. And this is something amazing. I mean, this is a great accomplishment we're seeing right now uh, for female athletes. And I know a lot's made about men versus females in this race. And there's nothing. This is just her as a female competing against men here is what this is. So there's, there's, there's nothing. Yeah, we're not going to get into that other stuff. But this is just and I, I think it's a uh, I think I look race across America. I've watched a lot of documentaries on that race. It is a brutal race, um, and you go without sleep a lot of times. It, it's uh, and funny thing, a lot of people think the western piece is tougher. It's actually the eastern mountains that are tougher because the climbs in the eastern mountains are not as straight. They tend to be more curvy. Um, so good luck to Nicole Rice, uh, who is leading this race right now, uh, heading and she's expected to projected to win the race at this point because I think she's got a big enough lead. So stay tuned for that. So that was my great thing to happen. Um, Nicola and Nicole both get that this week. That's awesome. Yeah. Bear, what do you got? So this is a really cool story. Um, and, and before I kind of talk about this, uh, it, it really brings up a, a very simple topic. And, and the simple topic is, is that the, the things you do matter. And the things that the things you do matter. And what I mean by that is, um, no gesture is too small. No act of kindness goes unnoticed. The things that you do today will actually have a resounding effect on tomorrow. And so, you know, as you're kind of going through life and everything, you know, in not to get too soapboxy here, but as you're going through your, your, you know, your daily life and everything that just, just know that the little things you do matter. And, and I'll, so I'll tell you this story. So during, you know, during, you know, just prior to, you know, to world war two breaking out, we all know about the atrocities and the horrors of the Holocaust and the Nazi regime that placated, not just the Jewish people, but minorities of all kinds throughout uh, Europe, as it, as it, uh, you know, as the Nazi regime took over most of Europe, you know, in pre-war Europe, correct? So, um, and of course, this left, you know, all kinds of, you know, refugee situations, people going into hiding. Everyone's heard the story of Anne Frank and her family, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, fast forward to America and this transaction literally happened in the middle of the night when a stranger knocked on the door, the door of a man named Barnett Uden, a Russian American Jew. Uh, and he answered his door in the middle of the night in 1938. And he was asked 
pleaded with by the man at the door if he could help a Jewish family from Germany flee to North America. So uh, Yun's dream was actually at the time was actually to be a doctor. He was a paint salesman. And he did really well with this job. At the time, he was making $120 a month, which, believe it or not, was a lot of money or a decent amount. You know, not not a ton. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't on Madison Avenue or anything like that. Uh, but he, you know, he was able to provide for his family in, in, in New Jersey. And so without thinking about it, he gave the necessary funds over to the stranger and saved these this family's lives. And and so, like, obviously, it required him to, like, give over this personal information, banking information, everything like that. So, uh, so fast forward, right? Because, because of Yun's act of kindness, the, the Penzias family, which was the family that he saved, made it to North America. The older of the two sons, Arno, became a famous physicist. He discovered cosmic microwave background, which is one of the strongest pieces of evidence supporting the Big Bang Theory in the universe. And he won a little something called the Nobel Prize. Oh, wow. So he's retired now. He's 89 years old. And a story that was put together by National Geographic was that his son came across some family papers containing the envelope inside, which were the records of this man named Barnett Uden and all the personal bank documents, etc. Found the story out. They get together and the descendants of these two families broke bread in a wow. wonderful family meal. And Barnett Uden's family had absolutely zero idea. Oh, wow. That the patriarch of their family had done this. Joe Uden is the great grandson. And he had told the story about his grandfather. He said, you know, he was, he, he had heard the story about his father doing this and, and the, the guy at the doorstep who asked Barnett Uden to give over a large amount of his $120 allowance per month. He didn't say, Hey, this kid's going to be a baseball player. He's going to win the Nobel peace Prize one day. It was just the right thing to do. And it was the big picture. And he said that he definitely had this big picture of what humanity should be like. And that's something that he's carried with his life lesson all his life was his great grandfather's kindness. So oh, beautiful. Um, really long winded story. Um, but I think it was, it is uh, uh, fraught with a lot of really important details. It's a small world and what you do matters. And I think the story. You know, what's funny? I always try to project the story that you might pick. And I did go on Good News Network where this came from. I had a mm -hmm. feeling you might pick this story when I saw it. Yeah, it's a good one, right? It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I usually try to pick something that's not like where I know Bear's going to pick it because it's something he's really into. So, uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of projected that. There's some cool stuff stories this week. You guys really need to check out the goodnewsnetwork.org. I read it every day. I've read it every day for years. Um, and I get, you know, I pick up these great stories, you know, and, and before we start even doing the segment and then when Coop and I started doing the segment, it's been 18 months, right? We've been doing this almost two years now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was like, this is great. Cause I get, you know, yep. the perfect, I have the perfect source for these, these stories. It's great. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. Good job there. Good job. And that was how great things are happening here segment. 
All right, we got one more segment. It's PCA related, guys. So you're going to want to tune in for this one. Um, but let me first mention uh, a couple of our sponsors. I want to mention Aganor's Leaf again. Uh, you go on to Cigar Coop. You can uh, click on the sidebar for the Aganorsa Experience feature. It will take you to Aganorsa's Leaf's YouTube channel, which they're doing a great job with. And if you want to get a sneak peek into the new uh, La Validacion sampler packs, uh, they're fresh packs. Um, you can get a look at what those look like. Um, so they're going to have those at the trade show this year. Kind of uh, so they're giving a little sneak preview of what those are going to be. Again, just go on the Scar Coop page and click on the sidebar, and you can check it out. They're doing a great job with their um, channel, and I and I met Gil, who's doing the video for a lot of them uh, down in Florida. He's a great videographer, by the way. Probably he's doing a lot with cigar companies right now. He's done some stuff with Espinosa and a few other companies. I, we met him. I don't know. Did you meet him at the Great Smoke or no? I actually did meet him at the Great Smoke. Who? Gil. He's the guy doing the video. For no, I, I didn't. Have, I didn't have the pleasure. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did have a chance to meet him. So he, and he's a great. He's just a great guy. Uh, when I was down in Florida last month, he was at Terrence's event. Uh, just do, just does a fantastic job. His video qualities. He's probably the best videographer we've seen in the cigar business right now, for sure. And he has Rick's a really good knack. Yeah, he has a really yeah. good knack for for framing stuff and just kind of you know putting putting a video together. So. And of course, we want to mention Michael's Tobacco. With just over a decade of ownership, Michael's Tobacco has become the premier tobacconist for the Dallas-Fort Worth metro area and cigar patrons the world over. With two convenient locations in Euless, Texas, just a quick jaunt from the DFW airport, and Keller, Texas, Michael's Tobacco stands as the beacon for the Texas cigar retailers. Michael's was the very first cigar lounge in the state of Texas to add a full bar to its ever-growing accommodations. Proprietor Mike Peacock is a former IPCR board member and now has made Michael's a family affair by having his son, Bob, join the ownership force. Together, they have brought a blessed, true and blessed mainstay for their respective communities. Whether you're celebrating an anniversary, birthday, home, or just a desire to relax, Michael's Tobacco will have the perfect cigar waiting with an exquisite beverage pairing and lively conversation. Visit michaelstobacco.com for more details and a calendar of upcoming events. Michael's Tobacco, not just a cigar shop, but the perfect blend of Texas hospitality and the days of Europe. So Bear, um, can I audible one thing on the PCA thing before we kind of get into what we were going to do? All right. Um, you know, the PCA gets beat up a lot, right? They get and they've gotten beat up. And I think over the years, the media's beat up the PCA, right? And I'm not talking about like when we went after them on Cigar Con, right? There's been this notion that the media and the PCA have had this war. I don't agree with it. I think there's been isolated incidences that have been made bigger than they are. But this past week, there was an unprecedented thing that the PCA has done for the media. And I want I want to commend them on it. OK, it's going to be in an article on Cigar Coop on Sunday uh, as well. So you get a little preview of this. The PCA has recognized for the first time the media outlets that are covering them and bear what was beautiful about that we were right alongside the big print publications all on equal footing and and i think that's a huge step that the pca did and it's it's we've come a long way bear is what i'm just telling you um and the nice thing is if you're a manufacturer you can look at that list you can see who the media accredited media is which is good 
Um, and from what I understand, it was just who got it, who's getting in with media credentials. So I, I want to really just say, I want to give a big thank you to the PCA on that. Um, it, it, you know, Bear, I've told this story, okay? About nine, remember this is a famous cigar video what Cigar Dave did at the Gurkha booth when he barged in on, on, a, on a meeting? Yes. And I was pissed about a couple. Of, so a couple of us said something to the, this is a previous regime, actually two previous regimes of the, P, of the this was IPCBR, two previous regimes. And you know the answer I got from the PCA people that year? Or the IPCBR people that year? Oh, he's Cigar Dave. He can do that. And I was, and I, I felt at that point there were two sets of rules. This year, I just felt this was a, a huge step by the, the PCA in recognizing media. Um, I posted it. You know, it's funny. I posted it, and then everyone has to show that they were on the list. I, I get that. But, you know, it's kind of cute. But at the same time, I, I think people should be proud of that. Um, mm -hmm. I think this is a, a major step that the PCA took with, with the media this year. And I'm grateful for it, and I thank them for that. No, I think um... – I think it's a wonderful gesture yeah. uh, by the PCA. Um, uh, so first and foremost, uh, I can't wait, can't let your initial statement get away with. I know you weren't saying that um, that we are at war with the PCA. I, I've um, had a couple but, of issues with them, but they've always been settled. Well, like, like it, behind the closed doors, yeah. But they're never a war. Like I never felt mis. I even I never felt mistreated by the previous regimes, except that one comment I got, the answer I got back on Cigar Dave barging in the booth, which if we were did that, we would have been, we were told we can't do that. Interrupt business, we would have been thrown out of a show. Mm -hmm. That was that was the one, and, and I was that was one thing I was not happy with an answer I got. I don't have to worry about this with the new, I think the new regime is gonna do, you know, the, the people in place now are doing a great job. Yeah, I, I that necessarily wasn't my point. My point was that, um, is that, this is this has kind of been our you know point for a really long my my point for a really long time when I get on my soapbox on the show coop is that uh, discussion is good and disagreement is is fine and right. you can have discourse without feelings getting hurt you can have discourse without um, and disagreement and you can end up on two sides of something um, and still have a still not only have a personal relationship, but in our, in our case, a professional working relationship yep. with the PCA. So uh, do we agree with everything they do? Absolutely not. Um, no, uh, but that's um, on the media panel. We found out, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but I think what's really, what's really terrific. Like you said, is they, they recognize the work that all these, these institutions do yeah. put in. And that's a lot. It's a, it, it's a lot. And in some cases, it's it's professional. Yeah. Uh, in the in the cases of like you know publications like you know Cigar Snob, Cigar Aficionado, online publications like Half Wheel, where it's a professional, and some way others it's a vocation, uh, but still done professionally, like Coop, yeah. for example, or how about that cigar or Dojo? Actually, Dojo it is a profession. I apologize uh, with all respect to Eric and Jordan. They, they it is their job. So, um, that that being said, um to have equal footing where we're all recognized in that way. That was, like I said, it was a very kind gesture and I, yeah. and I, it's one I appreciate as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it, I, and I wanted to like commend them on, Th doesn't mean I'm going to say everything's great about them. You guys heard me last Thursday. I went off on the whole, the whole uh, exclusive thing. I think it's a bad idea still. Uh, we had some disagreement on that, but that's, 
But I thought it was, I mean, I don't think we took anything personal. I don't, it wasn't meant to be a personal shot here. Um, and I noticed some people in the media do disagree with the job this regime is doing. Um, I can just tell you that for the newer, a lot of these guys are newer media guys. Bear, I'm going to put you in that newer. Uh, it's a world that Ben can tell you. It's a world of difference than 10 years ago. I mean, it's a world of difference. We the, we saw last year for the first time we were, I think it was the most respected the media was. And now to see that happen, I'm not saying it's going to magically open doors or anything, but it was, I mean, I'm right next to a cigar aficionado. Okay. You know, when most, you know, most companies they you know, they, I won't go there with the press releases. I'm not going to go there tonight, but you got, you know, where I'm going with that to, to see our trade association, recognize the damn bloggers, right? From, yeah, I mean, we were the damn bloggers 10 years ago. Um, and they called us media, by the way. We are cigar media. Some people disagree with that. I I, I heard Dave's show. He disagreed, but but I understand why he disagrees. It's more the term he doesn't like. But uh, but I think we... But, I don't what, is, what does he say? He says media means you're totally down the middle, which there's no one who's down the middle of media. That's the problem. So you have to call us something. If there's a better name, I, I'm, I'm all game for it. Blogger is not the right name. Yeah, I'm blogger. not a blogger. You're not a blogger. Blogger, even Cigar Coop, I don't consider a blog because there are processes that go. You're a, through. You're a news site. Yeah. We're you have site. you have blog posts. I have blog post. There's a blog component to it, but it's one. It's one component to it. Yes. So blogs more agile. I look at blog. It's more agile. It's more personal. Mm-hmm. But you know, do I try to report news? uh down the middle i try but it's tough some i mean look even tonight i, I was a little giddy on, on on the freud stuff i mean you know yeah but coop like here, here's my here's my thing about media coverage yeah. and like listen I, uh, and, and and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna brag on you for a little bit like there no one opera you know what i i really challenge i i mean i'll put you up against half wheel and i'll put you up against cigar aficionado uh anyone who has, wants to challenge me on your journalistic integrity and the 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 sense of duty that you have with your yeah. with with coop is it, i mean it's it's second to none i mean yeah. i've come to use stories with from solid leads and stuff and you're like no bear you have to get it from the source i'm like this is a source and you're like no it's not the direct source or it's not the right source you know like yeah. i mean and there are other people who are printing the story and you're like not gonna do it so i mean all that to say this, Coop, is that um, media media can't be in the middle anymore. There's always going to be a bias with it. The idea is you want to just try to keep it in the lane, as I would say. Well, so so here's the thing about bias, right? So so in if 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 bias if if, if being unbiased work would work in an ideal utopian world would look like this. Coop, uh, you know, you print the cigar about Freud Cigar Company. It's a Dominican-based right. company, right? So um, you do that story, and then Drew Estate announces something that's Nicaragua. Okay, that's good. George Rico comes to you from Gran Habano. That's Honduras, and then and then um, Justo comes back to you with another uh, Hondur- Honduran story, and you're like, I can't print that yet because it's the Dominican's right. turn. That's unbiased. Yep. That's ludicrous, yep. right? That, that there might not be any yep. news coming out of the Dominican and, and we might be sitting here waiting for, 
for two weeks until this company, yeah. the Dominican actually does something. And then you're like, okay, who so I can go ahead and print your article now. That's ludicrous. Yeah. You can't do that. No, it's true. And, 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 you know, the other point is I've had to put boundaries in at times. Um, you know, there's, there's a couple of stories I turned down. There was one distributor who wanted me to put a story up about hemp and alternative tobacco. I'm like, we don't do that. And, you know, obviously the whole risk state thing, I made a decision not to cover monkeys. Um, but there, it doesn't mean I cover everything. And you could certainly make the argument I was biased there. That's fine. That's why I said we can't always be biased. We have to have a set. We have to have boundaries that we put in on this stuff. You know, so, you know, it's never good. And then when you get into reviews, you try to be objective, but you have to be subjective because you have to people want to know your opinion about the cigar in the end. They, they want to know if you, you know, how can I the worst thing I always say, Bear, the worst and you've done reviews. The worst thing we can do is give a score and we say in behind the scenes, say that cigar sucks. Like, well, how do we look stupid, you know, doing that? And then, yeah, yeah then, and when not review the idea to not review it, I used to be in that category, but then I, you know, I real I came to realize, but I'm spending a lot of cycles doing this. I got I got to review it. Yeah, no, I, I think I mean, you know, with in, involving the integrity of reviews and stuff, yeah. I think it's a little bit different. So, like, I mean, I mean, I've had cigars that I that just did not hit my palate. Right. But you're talking about the subject of objectivity and I have to look at that. I'm like, OK, all right. So here's what I tasted. I didn't necessarily like the taste and the flavor. So obviously that's reflective in the flavoring score. Yep. But the scar performed well. And if that's part of, in the case of the site that I review for, I mean, it does play a part in the scoring. Yeah. So, so that, that can, that can offset it too. So it's, it's, um, it's, it, it's, it's all about, it's all about personal experience when you're talking about reviewing. And that's, I think that's an entirely different component. That's, that is the blog component, if you will. That is the editorial yeah. component, if you will, of what we do, but there's so much more to what we do. Uh, here on the, I mean, the podcast is another component. Yeah. You know, I'm not a blogger. I write reviews. Uh, I contribute to Cigar Coop and I co host this show with you, and I have my own show. Um, I do not have my own website. And so, I mean, so therefore I'm not a blogger. So. Yeah, I agree. I think the, the guy out there who's the most pure blogger is, is Cigar Craig. To me, he is a, he's, and that's not a knock on cigar. He's good at it, right? But mm -hmm. if you read what he writes, it's 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 him. It's personal. It's agile. Um, and uh, to me, that's a pure. And there's not a lot of guys who do that. What Craig does anymore. He's a dying breed out there. Mm -hmm. Um. So I mean, I would put Craig as the like a, the most pure blogger out there, uh, of of like I said, a dying breed with that so um, it's because people more crave more more and more and more and more and more and more in information yeah yeah and the, the blog the blog space isn't that yeah it's a different experience it's a unique experience and craig delivers it really well as you're yeah, talking he, about he he does um he's been around longer than me by the way and he's older mm -hmm. than me but a, i love craig he's a great guy but to me he is the best guy out there and he's been doing it the longest where i'd say that guy's a blogger and that's not a derogatory term on that. That's it. That's a that's a, a positive. What I would say about him, mm -hmm. um, it's not my style, but it's it's certain. But that's why we have different websites so people can go to their style. So, but I don't have a better term than media guy, unfortunately. 
if there's a better term, I'm, I'm all for it. But we were called cigar media. We weren't called the bloggers anymore. Like we were the bloggers 10 years. It was the damn bloggers. That's the, that's the joke I always said. We're here for the samples. So I just wanted to mention that. It was a good job at a PCA. Yeah, nice gesture for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. So PCA. Now in disclaimer bear, I stole this question from Matt Tobacco that we're going to do tonight. Uh, he asked it to Aaron Holland. I thought it was a good question for me and you to go through. So I want to give credit to Matt Tobacco for this question that he used on his show with Aaron Holland. But it was a good question. And the question is tonight, talking about the trade show, not like what we're going to see at the trade show. All right. What are three things that you love about the trade show? You've been through now three trade shows. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been, this is going to be my 13th. Right. But I think three is enough um, to answer the question. And then three things you're dreading about this trade show or, or the trade show in general. All right. Okay. So bear, I'm going to, I'm going to kick it off for you. The first one. And I have some alternates in case we're, we overlap. So that I'd love. Yes. Yeah, something you love. Let's do the, let's do the loves and then we'll, we'll, we'll go through our three loves and then we'll go through our three, we're dreading. I don't want to say hate, but dreading. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's fairly obvious and it's pretty on the nose. But I mean, I mean, one of the things I love about it is is continuing, is to see old friends continue to build old relationships and and, and frankly make new ones. Um, I, I think it's really exciting. You know, every year we talk about that. Oh, we miss this person or we miss that person, and and you know, we make an effort to go back. I know there's a couple of people that we know and, and, or, and or don't know that we'll be visiting this year. And I'm really excited for a couple of them. You know, uh, we missed Dean Parsons last year. Love Dean. Really excited to go back and, and build, continue to build that relationship because I like what he's doing. Um, and with, you know, his small, you know, with his small brand. Uh, I know we missed the Jake White guys, um, even yep. though you've met them for the show. And, uh, um, you know, I know Ben and I are going to make a point to get over there and, yeah. and talk to them. Ben will kill us if we don't get there, by the way. So. Then we'll, uh, then we'll get us there. Um, I also think, you know, it, it, it's, it's that it's the relationships. It's, it's, it's seeing old friends. It's, it's, it's building existing friendships stronger and relationships stronger. And then also making new ones. Yeah. I mean, obviously the big one for us this year is the return of John McTavish. I haven't seen him in three years. We haven't seen him in three years. Yeah. Uh, we talk, we talk all the time and stuff like that, but, uh, but yeah, I'm so I'm really excited. I mean, he's got, He's got the coffee kit coming out to the media house now. The you know, he's gonna take over. Oh, is that set. confirmed? He's bringing it because I know he, I was bought it. he bought it. Okay. Yeah. So he said he's bringing it. It's confirmed. Okay. Uh, you know, so uh, it's you know that's exciting. I mean, the media house is always you know is part is an extension of that. That you know, Aaron came up with that idea a few years ago, and it's it's been you know I think it's been something very special. But it's part of how we get to see people. What's great about that is how we get to see people. And um, not necessarily, it's hard sometimes to talk with people on the trade show floor. Like we had Skip out at the house one year, and you know, it's hard to get time with Skip on the trade show floor. So, yeah. so and he gave us a very generous, stayed very late, <laughs> left the next morning. <laughs> but, uh, but that was great. Bought, bought, a, bought us dinner the following year. I mean, bought yeah. Us dinner. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I think, and then by the way, you know, a lot of people have given dinners. And so, so yeah, I think that's, Bear, that's a good one. That's a good first one for sure. Right, you could. All right. Mine, I think you, you may notice when you may have it already. So hopefully, uh, mine is the trade show floor itself. 
even last year with some of the disappointing boosts, right? It was probably the most disappointing boost year, but it was still, it still had the magic for me. I call it the Cigar City. You're in a Cigar City and you're going to these different, you know, places in the city and these, you know, these mm-hmm. structures and it, it's, it's magical that you have this like floor you walk and there's this, there's this company, there's this company, there's this person, there's that person. Um, it is, and, it, and it's unfortunate, it's sad when it's broken. I told you how sad it is when it's broken down. Right, yeah. It's like but this, but uh... to me, I still, even last year with some of the, and I think some of the booze are going to be a little better this year, even with some of the uh, economy of scale booze, it, I, I still got the magic feeling. It wasn't anything wasn't anything disappointing at all. Uh, you know, we saw the JC the Fuente booze, the JC Newman booze was there. Uh, even going to like Saka's booze, Ernesto. Uh, you know, you, you you know, you wish you could be at every booze for a whole day. And you just unfortunately something's wrong with that ten minutes. But to me, I love that. I love that feeling. Mm-hmm. It's good stuff. Yep. Um, I think. The other part, you know, it's different than even on the show, right? When we're we're doing these calls and we get to see it digitally, and you know, we 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 have great connections, right? We have the opportunity to great connections and stuff, but there's still there's still something really unbeatable about having an in person discussion, yeah, with an Ernesto Perez Carrillo Jr., a Lido Gomez, uh, a Rocky Patel, you know. Or, you know, Pete Johnson, Steve Saka. Um, there's something about these in-person conversations that just resonate and carry more weight than any other than any interview that we could do on the show. It, it's it's it, it's the person to person feeling it's the connection. And I know this is kind of like a, a piggyback off of my original point, but it's the in-person conversation that you have. It's that in-person connection that you have. And it's that opportunity to capture that, whether it's in print or on video or in a photo and to share that with those who aren't fortunate enough as we are to be there. Um, so case in point, right? Yeah. Um, so here's my example. So last year we had the opportunity to interview Hochi Blanco and his son. That was amazing. Well. That was one of the most, that was an amazing day. Amazing visit to the booth. Right. And you're a father, I'm a father. And you could see Right there, I mean, as clear as day, the love, affection, and pride that this legend, this icon in the business, Hochi Blanco, was having in that moment as he was listening to his son talk about the work that he must have taught him over years and years and repetition after repetition and everything. And here he is sharing, you know, this information or, or the story about this particular cigar and you could see that on this man's face. And it was, it was a moment I'll never forget. And, and Ben Lee, who's just, you know, awesome, captures that moment with a picture. 
and I have it on my Instagram feed. It's it's fantastic. It's a it's a great story. It's a great story in a single shot. You know, we were able last year to deliver a video component, an audio component, a photo component that we were never able to do before because of Ben and Aaron being there. Um, and I came out of that, like, it's a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. And I kind of sometimes questioned if it was worth the effort, right? But it was because the one thing we, I felt we did there, and this is to your point, we captured the vibe of the trade show. I felt we got, that was something that Ben did very well at Stogie Review, by the way, but we did that. And those, you know, there's some video, like the Mickey Peg video. How great was that Mickey Peg video? It was the video, I thought, that was another one. It was just, we were talking to Mickey, right? And that whole bear hug thing comes up, right? And it was spontaneous. It was real. And it, it, was, it was, you know, if you weren't at the booth there, you got to see it, you know? Um. I, I, I felt like a lot. I, I felt like sometimes a lot. Of, I think there's too much video coverage. Don't get me wrong. But I think I think the way we've approached it captures a lot of these great moments that we had. Um, and we can go on. I'm sure we can find 10 other examples of that. And, and that's I'm really like I said, we, that was our first year doing it. And we have a lot to improve on. But I was happy with it. I mean, and I think the numbers even show people liked what we did. You know, and then we brought a photo component to Aaron. I put the written piece together um, and it was a total team effort. So, mm -hmm. so you're right. But I think that was a very key thing that we did. And, you know, for years, you and I, I well, it wasn't, it was me who resisted it. And then I kind of came to you and said, bear, we need to step up the video piece. You have, you have, you have a gift. And I remember we were doing the interviews uh, with Ernesto and stuff the year before. And I'm like, we got to do more of this because we have a gift with bear. And that's why bear is the lead, um, the inter lead interview guy. Cause he's really good at that. And he finds a way to kind of capture the human side of the trade show, which we need. So it's just great. Yeah. Thank you. Um, if you give me that chance to share my screen, Coop, I can share the picture that I'm talking about. Absolutely. Let me go do that right now. Um, this was at just so folks who um, are um, not. Uh, this is the Hochi Blanco one we're talking about. Um, hang on. Why? Oh, OK. I'm in the wrong spot. All right, here we go. You should have it now. So here's the moment that I'm talking about. Yeah. Ben snapped, ben snapped that picture from behind the camera. Yep. And Hochi Blanco to the right, Sun to the left. And the, the warmth and the respect, the admiration, you know, I say it right there, all captured in one single snapshot. Yep. And it's just, it's perfect. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, as I smoked those, I did smoke those cigars and it was, you know, you can't help but not think about, you know, you know that was a great moment. And I had never had a chance to meet Ho Chi. I did once, but not to that level that we got. And they they were busy and they gave us a lot of time. They gave us a lot of time. So uh, you know, I how can you how can you beat that? Yeah. 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 All right. So my turn again. No, it's my turn. Gotcha. Um. So the second thing that I'm gonna say that I I love about the trade show is the idea of covering the trade show. Um. Being able to kind of 
share what we've learned. This is on the product end I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel that when I, when I came, I'm going to, I don't want to be negative, right? But I felt the TP coverage was lacking because I really didn't get, it was, it, they did great of capturing, you know, maybe the vibe and the interviews. But I love being able to introduce what I saw at the trade show to the to people. Uh, this is what I saw. This is what this is going to be about. I like being able to capture a theme at each booth, <laughs> which is what I try to do with the write-ups. Mm-hmm. So I'm jotting down notes constantly on that. And I, I just think if you, I like covering, I like doing the coverage of it. So it's, a, it's, it's kind of, a, I guess, similar to what you have, but I'm going more hardcore, more the hardcore piece I'm talking about here. Yeah. No, I think that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's fun. It's, yeah. it's a lot of hard work and, you know, I mean, I'm in, I mean, last year, I just didn't remember. I mean, I was, I was losing my voice, lost my voice. You did. We, we, we have, we have remedies for you. And uh, we, that's why we're not letting yeah. bear smoke between now and the show. I can't, that's yeah. bad to say, you know, it wasn't ours. Well, you're keeping me accountable though. So yeah, I mean, I, I can't, cause I mean, I'm recovering from double pneumonia and like, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's rough, man. I'm still, I mean, I've had to hit the cough button a few times tonight and it's still, it still comes. I have a couple of times too. Yeah. But I haven't so, had pneumonia, so. <laughs> there, there I go again. Right. Power yeah. suggestion. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but the, um, but even as I was exhausted and sitting there at the end of the day and just downing coffee, ice cream to try and soothe my throat somehow. Um, you were there. Yeah, you know, at the t- kitchen table working and, and writing up the stories and capturing and, you know, you were asking me questions like, hey, what did you talk about again? What did you say again? Like, what, what do you think? And, you know, we were exchanging ideas back and forth and, and you were publishing stuff. I mean, into the hours of the morning, man, were you know, and so it's 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 an endless it, it's an endless cycle and of and nonstop work. And a lot of people think it's all fun and games. And, yeah, we have a lot of fun, right. which I want to talk about here in a second. Um, but it's, you know, the, the covering the show is, it's just, it's just fun. It's just, it just is. It's, it is. If you, if you don't like what you do, then you shouldn't be in, in cigar media with that. Right. So I think we love what we do. And what I like this year, like, I know you are great at these interviews. You love doing these interviews. Why shouldn't we tap into that? We have an infrastructure now to do that. And it's just like I said, everyone brought a different skill on our team. And I think everyone, everyone, Aaron wanted to come back. So that was a good sign because I, I think I worked him pretty hard. So, yeah. um, so that's a good sign. Uh, and I think there's bonds that we have, the guys at the media house, we all have bonds. So it, it, it's, yeah. But yeah. Yep. I mean, the I mean, the, my next favorite thing is it's it's is I mean, let's face it, guys. I mean, you, I mean, you kind of played off of it. I mean, I mean, we have to say it. We get to smoke. We get to smoke new shit. Yeah, we get to try the new stuff. Like, I mean, how how is that not cool? Like, how is that not fun? How is that not something I could love about it? I mean, you know, this should have been really honestly, this should have been like the first thing that we mentioned. But like, I mean, that's I mean. That's exciting. Like you said, and, and, and part of that is the sharing of it, right? Sharing it to people like, hey, you guys should be really excited about this. This is this is legit. This is on point. This is so good. Um, you know, it's 
it's exciting. It's exciting to see what these, you know, what these companies and these, these individuals that we have grown to admire so much and respect their work, continue to bring stuff to market. And, you know, for all the talk that we do about, um, you know, all this other stuff and like, oh, cigars aren't what they used to be. And, you know, the quality of the new releases have gone down and stuff like that. We still get excited about it and it's still cool. So, and, you know, a day of smoking cigars is way better than a day of a lot of things. So, yeah, when we get to smoke new stuff, I mean, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. So that's, I mean, that's my, that's my third thing. Yep. That's a good one. That's a good one. Now, my third one is the interactions of the uh, companies. So I love when I start seeing the manufacturers go out of their booths and they start going into other booths. And there's conversations that start happening. Um, I think there's a couple that come to mind um, that you and I were both. The first one I think was a couple years ago, uh, Husto and Pete Johnson. Yeah. Right? And, then, and then Pepin came over. And to see that, you know, not that was beautiful. I just thought that was that was a great, great thing to see. Um, the other one is the that was the La Galera Summit. It was yeah. It was Manuel Casada, Hochi Blanco, and Hanky Kellner, and Hanky Kellner, and you just and you just wanted to wish you had a wish you were a fly on the wall. We were mm-hmm. over at the PDR booths, I mm-hmm. was watching them right across. I got to be the probably the, the, the most amazing one was my first trade show. Pip, uh, not Pip, uh, uh, Jose Orlando Padron and Jonathan Drew, and uh. The picture I took um, got corrupted, right? And I and I saw someone with I saw someone on uh, Twitter with the picture, who was working at Booze, and he gave me the picture to use on Coop. And I, you know, I was like, because I was so upset that I lost that picture. And it was like they were talking Spanish. I didn't understand a word they were saying, but there was something mag- there's something magical about these interactions, like when it's what I call the odd the odd couple matchups, not something that like. Um, you know, no, we all respect the Pete and Pepin, you know, they're, they're a little more tied at the hip, you know, that kind of family is what I'm saying. It, it's like they the, are family, right? They are family, but who's you know, is another story when who's, and you know, it, it was, it was amazing just to just kind of be a fly on the wall. Some of them were a fly on the wall and other times, you know, we wish we were to fly on the wall. Um, and I think that's something, uh, that's just truly magical about the trade show it's you get a little bit at a multi-vendor event sometimes it's a little different at the trade well i can say it's a little more special at the trade show is like yeah it, it just it the whole environment and everything and to me like i know when we when they when the trade show was canceled in 2020 that was one of the things i kept look i kept thinking back at the uh the summit at hochi blanco's booth I'm like damn it we're gonna miss that this year you know mm-hmm. so that would that's my third one Good stuff. Yeah. All right. So now I love, I, you know, I love that too. Just like at the end of the last day is it's a challenge for us. You know, the half day that we do, because a lot of that, that's when that's a lot of that's happening. It, it is. And we're, and we're like trying to get more booze in there. And we took a little different approach this year. I think we're going to, um, we're not going to get too crazy on some, like this booze will cover that may not have video. And I did a few of those last year. There'll probably be more of those this year. Um, because we want to make sure we kind of capture some key people. Not that everyone's not important. We just don't have the bandwidth, unfortunately. Sure. Yeah. 
Uh, things so we my... dread. Things. We... Did you do your, oh, you did your three? Right? Did you? Do... Yeah, I did my three. Mm-hmm. I did my three too. So now it's now this is where we. That is where the fun stuff uh, happens. Things we dread about going to the trade show. All right. So it's funny that we had Weaver Venter on earlier because uh, I was on a show. I was on. I was a guest on. How about that cigar? A couple weeks back. And, and Henderson uh, was on. Yeah. And Henderson was on. Henderson Ventura. And this topic came up and somehow and, and I mentioned how like I don't understand this this uh, this industry's obsession with playing really loud music like at any gathering whatsoever. Yeah. And and Anderson was like, that's that. Yeah, oh, that's our culture. And I'm like, oh, well, great. That's fine. I feel like an asshole now. Um, but like I get cult, it. Cult, is- culture aside or not, um, it, it's it's the thing I dread. I I I I I I can do it in short stints and stuff like that. But when I'm trying to carry on a conversation with somebody or in my case, covering the show and I'm trying to interview somebody, uh, the loud music, um, which I'm already predisposed to like headaches sometimes uh, as it is. And especially, especially if I don't get my coffee in the morning. Right. And I don't have my coffee. Yeah. As we learned. Uh, um, I had a huge ass migraine one year. Um, Thank Heather Callahan again. She will always be my hero. Absolutely. Well, Toscano Boots uh, is a key place to go to, by the way, for coffee, as yes. well as Dago's Race. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, the loud music just, yeah, gets me every time. Something I dread. I just, sometimes and, it's too much. And oh, by the way, it causes major headaches when we try to put this on YouTube and Facebook, guys, because they, it gets flagged. That's right. Yeah, it, get, it doesn't help, guys. If you want coverage, you got to turn the music down. And, but sometimes, if it's a booth next door, it's a problem. Yeah. So I mean, it's I get it. It is annoying there, but there's also a reason why it's not good. If you want coverage, you gotta you, you gotta understand that there's platforms we put this on that don't allow it. Yeah. So I mean, there, there's booths that have it every year. I mean, Nick, you know, n- you know, Nick Malillo plays loves loves his reggae, man. I know he he rocks it out, and uh, um, <laughs> you know, Drew Estate was you know had you know did when they had booths at the trade show, they were allowed to and stuff. Yep. You know, skip. You know, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people love their music, man. Yeah. It's and that's okay. Uh, and, and, look, and play some variety. You asked me what I dread, music. and that's yeah. what I dread. Play some variety with your music. It does, I mean, I don't want to hear all rock, and I don't want to hear all hip hop. Mix it up, guys. It's all this hip hop. I'm like, uh, or rock. It's just one of it's. Mix it up, guys. I don't want a little country in see, there. Right see, see, I already feel old. Acoustic really just trying to tell everyone to get off his lawn here. So yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Don't be playing that hip hop music. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what about you, Coop? All right. So, you know, the damn bloggers were been accused for years of taking product, interrupting business. Like, we, mm. that's what the damn bloggers, we were told why we shouldn't be at the show. But somehow it's okay. And this has happened in the previous 12 shows I've covered, mm-hmm. where a retailer or um, someone else, and usually it's not a media person, by the way. And I'll kind of get that in a second. They feel that they can interrupt what you're doing, conducting your business for photo op. You know, I, I get if someone has to, they have to review an order from quickly. I'm a little, you know, a little more understanding with that. But, you know, to get a photo op when you're trying, a retailer's trying to get a photo op when you're trying to conduct a, a, an interview uh, or trying to walk, they walk in front of the camera and stuff like that. Look, we, our idea is we, like Ben will say, we never try to interrupt business, but once we're conducting that business, we really need to conduct it. 
And for some reason, if we do that, we're the bad guys. But it's somehow, you know, it's not okay the other way around. I mean, I, I just think that, that and every year I dread this because I, I get really pissed off when it happens. You know, I get really pissed yes. off. Yes, yes, I know. When it happens. I have so, ledge. Yeah, you, yeah, I've had a, yeah, you remember the Matt Booth year? I had a, I, I almost, I, I almost completely snapped that year. Well, that, um, that one was ridiculous, man. Like, and I mean, Matt, it wasn't Matt. Matt was trying. Matt was actually trying to, you know, hey, I'm working with these guys. He was great about it. No, Matt, Matt's always fantastic. Yeah. It was like, it was, but we had booked a, I mean, we had booked a, um, with like, okay, because we know Matt's really popular, right? We right. Booked, I mean, we booked a 45 minute slot. We dedicated a pretty nice chunk of because time. Because we knew, we knew we were going to need more time with him. Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he, you know, he was gracious enough to give us that. Yeah. But I mean, Coop, I mean, we, I mean, we couldn't, we couldn't go. We couldn't uh, look, I'm going to be conservative here. I'm not trying to exaggerate. I don't think that that year, I don't think we went three minutes without an interruption. Oh, it was, it was, that was the worst. Probably I've had other ones, uh, but then I've had ones that like, for example, the, the hustler guys at the soccer booths, right? That was me. That was all, that was my bad. No, but, but Mike had a legit, Mike had to go home. That was an issue. And he, he was so nice to us, right? I know. That's why I was saying it was my fault. I was a jerk. Yeah, I, I was a jerk. I yeah, messed no, up. Oh, no, he was he was very, very. It was like, no, Mike, do what you need to do in that case. And then Luliga knocks my camera over, you know, so without even knowing. So, so, you know, like, uh, you know, it's like, come on, you know, you know, and, you know, it, that that's the part that, like I said, it's I will always say we won't like. If someone's we get there and someone's conducting business, we won't interrupt that business. And if someone needs to say we come back, we come back. We like we we a couple of cases we came back, and uh, that's fine. But once we conduct that business, we we're not gonna we do need you know for the most part we really do need to conduct our business at that point. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, it, it's it, it's a fine line. Yeah, we 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 definitely don't interrupt and everything. Yeah. Um, it is it is it is a little frustrating. Like. Um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you where the, I'll tell you actually highlight from last year. It was, it was so gracious, um, because his, actually both these gentlemen's time is so valuable at the trade show. Um, we wanted to get the opportunity to interview, um, uh, George for drum. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we try and we attempt, I think three times to get some time with them. Um, and we we finally get that opportunity and Craig Cass walks in for his appointment. Right. right. And it's it's Craig Cass, Tenderbox. I mean, that's I mean, it's a huge account for yeah. them. They've got they've have a three decade long relationship. Yep. I mean, it's yep. And I mean, and Craig very graciously asks us, Do you need to do an interview? And and I mean, with all the hope and prayer and and thankfulness I mustered. Craig, I promise it'll only take five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and he, he was, was so great. Gracious. He was great. He was great about it. And Craig, Craig had a, you know, Craig has never, like Craig had a reputation for being an anti-blogger back then. Craig has always been supportive of me at the trade show and other people at the trade show. He's not one of those guys. He does like to conduct his business, but in this case, he was, he was great. Um, and George was great too. He even said to Craig, you might, these guys have been here a few times. So, um, we mm-hmm. kind of kept it short, which was good, but you know, we, we respected the boundary back in that case. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree. That was, that was a, that was a great case. And, and you know, bear, I mentioned the media. I, I haven't, 
I can't remember an incident where media has interrupted other media. Um, I think they've been, the half-wheel guys have always been great, by the way, about if we're mm-hmm. there, they, they kind of, they, you know, they give us space is what I'll say. And they don't interrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they've been good, but all the guys have been really good about that. Um, I know there was an issue with Matt Tobacco, um, not an issue, but I mean, I think Matt Tobacco was there. I said, finish your interview. And I think it happened vice versa. We were all like real respectful of that stuff, you know? Um, so I think the media, I, I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anyone in the media who's been disrespectful about that. I, I can't really think of anybody. No, I mean, just Cigar Dave. Um, well, you know, we had a little um, fun with Cigar Dave at the end, but uh, yeah, we, uh, did. we did. That was, <laughs> But Cigar Dave wasn't interrupting us for the, well, he tried to. He tried to at the La Polina booth. At the La Polina booth. And, and, and Bill stuck with us. That was what was great. Yeah. Bill stuck with us. Yeah. The La Polina booth is the one. Yeah. I, I get like because I sat there and said, we're fucked. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, look, who just, look who just walked yeah, in. Yeah, you, you looked at you because Bill got up to, 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 to wave and say hi to him. And you looked at me and you're like, hey, we're, we're going to be done. And I was like, I didn't get it. And I turned around and I saw who it was. I was like, really? <laughs> and Bill stuck and, with and, us. And Bill, Bill sat down. He's like, okay, so where were we? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then he um, said, "Go give this. Go give Dave some samples." He told someone. I think basically, I don't know if it was Patrick or one of those guys, but it was like, "Yeah, take care, take care of him too." Um, no, but I, I think that's I mean, that's that's spot on. Yeah. Nice yeah. one. So yeah. I, I, the other thing that I dread uh, about the um about the show is just I mean. Is I, I Coop, I don't know how else to say this. Um, we need to find you some more quality luggage. Um, <laughs> the fact that you've had a bag break and, twice, like twice, and uh, so twice or three times, but yeah, the bag is broke. I'm pretty sure it's three. Like, the, the I remember helping, I remember the first year, I don't know if it broke, but I did carry your luggage quite a bit, and yes, that thing, the, that the, thing couldn't stand worth the shit. So, I would say it was already broken, but we'd lugged around a broken piece of shit suitcase for the first show that i did with you yeah. the second one it broke i carried it and then this one there was a broken one this year too yeah this past year yeah so um i do have a bag i think that will hold up this year thank god is it brand new just don't even just just bring it and we'll just rip it out of the yeah. out of the cellophane yeah and get it rolling yeah um because we'll i use a wheel i use a roll bag by the way right yeah no it saves your back man i carry yeah. a backpack around the show floor well the best is a- the best is i don't have to bring the laptop around anymore like i used to have to it's true that's how that's now we have real equipment so so yeah yeah, yeah. jay said we need a coop go fund me for coop luggage i i, I agree <laughs> i went no, top of didn't. the line you know i listen it doesn't have to look it doesn't have to look sexy it doesn't have to be like something like exotic we're not talking about like lizard skin or anything like that i just want something that's going to function and work well and not break yeah it's uh it's amazing uh i remember i had to leave the show one year to go get a bag Mm-hmm. Or I leave, you know, we had to go, yeah, go get a bag. And that was, that was uh, an adventure. So it just, you know, kill some time with that. No, it, it, but kind of lumping it into that group is just the, the little things that, you know, the little snafus and stuff like that, that you just have to be prepared for. Prepared and, for you yeah. Know, yeah. And stuff like that. It's, it's a dread because, you know, like shit, you don't know what's going to happen. And, you, you know, you could be having a, you know, you could be, you know, on a roll and you, you know, you got to go, you got to go handle something. It's, that, it, you know, it's the, it's life, you know, yeah. the concept of life. Yeah. You know? All right. What's next? The crowds. 
you can say the trade show floor has less people. There's still crowds at booths, and I'm not comfortable being in these crowds sometimes. Um, I was uncomfortable with this before COVID, so it's not a COVID thing. Um, but yeah, it's a little too crowded sometimes for my like some of these, you know, some of these booths are just jam-packed. I don't think there's any fault of anybody. I don't think it's anything you can solve, but it's something I dread being in these crowded booths. Um, the two the booths that came to mind, again, this is no fault of the companies. The Alec Bradley and the Placencia booths were insane. Insane crowd. The best part was is that we got to interview Bradley outside the booth. And, and then Jeff got us to Placencia. And yeah, Jeff Bor- Borshowitz got us an interview that we did and it was soft to the side as well. So yeah. Perfect. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but I do dread those crowds at the booth. Don't get me. And even in a quote unquote, less attendance, less foot traffic. Uh, yeah. You know, there were incidents with that. Um, and there's a lot of crowd. I just, sometimes you don't have elbow space. So that, that's kind of, I don't like crowds in general. And that's something I just have, I dread it, but it's, again, it's not something I say PCA needs to fix this or the booth needs to, you, I don't think there's a solution for that, unfortunately. So it's part of the territory we have to cover with that. Okay. Here's my third one. Yep. And I'm picking back off of what you said. Uh, it's not the crowds. It's the cliches. I dread the cliches, Coop. I dread people talking about attendance because they talk about it every year. And I get that's the whole point of why vendors are there. I really do. I really do. I really do, but I just I I the amount of time and obsession that we talk about attendance, uh, that everyone talks about attendance, um, it's it's it's, it, it's just we've talked more about PCA attendance in the last five years of coverage than like I ever thought I ever was going to or would probably ever want to. Um, I get that it's a theme, but it's a theme that everyone talks about. Everyone talks about. It's not just a discussion point on the show. It's a valid point. It's a valid point discussion. And if it ended there, that would be fine. But everyone fucking talks about it. And everyone also, and then also the cliche of everyone's like, hey, how's the show going? Don't ever ask that question. In, just, I mean, just stop. I, I tried I, not to. I've tried to eliminate that. You've, from been, you've been great about it, by the way. Yeah. And because I'm tired of the, oh, this is the greatest show ever. No, it's not. You can't bitch about attendance and then tell me it's the greatest show of your life. I'm sorry. Yeah. Just stop. Just stop. Just just for once. Just for once. I just want you to give me a real authentic answer when asking about that. Like, I, I got to tell you. So, like, the, the, my favorite story about this question is the one time it slipped out. And it, I it was foolish because I was lulled into the fact that we were having a conversation with a friend of ours. And I do consider this man a friend. Uh Hector Alfonso of Espinoza, I asked him the question, and it's my fault because I asked him the question. It's not his fa- it's not his fault because of the answer. And he gave he gave the answer, and I'm like, Hector, I thought we were I thought we were closer, man. I thought we, you know, I just thought that's my fault. It's mine. It's all my fault. But yes, the cliches, man. Yeah. Cliches just drive me up a wall. Um, it's not the greatest show. Uh, that you've ever had, you know, and if it is, you don't have to tell me you really don't. Yep. It's okay. Uh, let's just, let's just talk about other stuff. And you know what? Vegas is hot. 
It is. So you know what? It's in the middle of the fucking desert. It's hot. I don't have to hear about the fact that it's yes, it's July and it's Vegas and it's hot. I get it. You're in the show. You don't once you're in the show. It's you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what's going on. So. So, um, (laughs) Nice timing, Jay. The tenants. Uh, (laughs) That's funny. It's totally ironic. Um, No, but it's it's. And Jay, this isn't like this isn't on you either. Like. It's just the cliches, man. It's the it's the cliches. It's the it's the the repetition of the point. Like, yeah, Vegas is hot. Attendance is what it is. And you're having the greatest show. You're having the greatest show in the history of all shows. Got it. Okay. Can we talk about something real? Yep. Okay. There you go. Those are my three. All right. So my third one is I'm going to put it under the category of four four days a year slash pandering. Four days a year since pandering. So four days a year, four days a year slash pandering. Yep. So okay. there are companies out there, and I'm happy to name names with this, who will not give you any information to the, about the trade show, but will give your competitors the information. And you reach out to them and they ignore you. Now you may say they don't like me, right? All right. Okay. But you come to the trade show, what are they doing? They're pandering to get you in the booth, right? They don't, they don't make any effort to try to get to know you the 361 or 362 days a year, depending on a leap year. But then they start pandering you to come to the booth. And it's not like I haven't had a conversation. You know, I'm trying to reach out. I'm trying to build communication. And then they just, like I said, they, they're, like, they're begging you to come to the booth. And, and you saw last year there was one company. I told them almost nicely to fuck off. Like, we ain't covering your booth. Yeah, so our races. I'm not afraid to. I'm not ashamed to say they won't talk. They would not send me a press release, and they they went and but they've talked to Half Wheel and they don't. I don't mind that they talk. I, mean, I do mind these sidebar conversations. It hurts a lot of the other media, but I get. But when you're not you're not responding back, and then the only way you're going to do it is then you want me to come. No, it, 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 this guy because we have enough problems covering the people who are really supporting us right and, and they're not the only company other companies who have done that i'm like and they, and they just don't get it they only want to talk to you the four days of the trade show and that's it i'm like it drives me crazy but uh it happens every year with someone with a couple companies so it's that you know and they pander you know they, they're texting they're sending facebook messages texting you like all of a sudden you hear from them right but mm-hmm. the rest of you they don't want to talk to you i don't understand it right uh, if you hate me and you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. But then don't try to pander me to come into your booth. It, it's yeah. ridiculous. And by the way, I, I don't like, you know, it's hard to get me on the trade show floor, by the way. But you, you've seen how tough it is because you're focused and you're not you're not checking all these messages. I've tried to get better about that. But at least for my team, I got to try to get better for that. So or people I have appointments. with. But come on, it's it, 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 it's ridiculous. And, and that, that unfortunately, it's never going to change, you know. They're just not a good fit to be covered by me. And uh, that's, that's, I dread that every year having to have those conversations. Because every year, Bear, we miss key people who we really like and who have supported yeah. us. And it's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, yeah. I mean, it, for me, it's also slightly embarrassing too. It's slightly embarrassing. We hate missing yeah. you guys. Sometimes we've, we've gotten off the hook because we've tried to go there. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, at times I've tried to cover the booth without the interview. 
So, I mean, there's things we, we've done with that. But, yeah, it, we, but there's people who, you know, have really support. Like, the Jake Wyatt people were a great example. We didn't get to that booth. I felt embarrassed inviting them on the show. And I was very honest. I said, look, we just didn't get to you guys. Shame on us. It's not that we didn't want to. Um, we got to do a better job with that. And they were, they were really understanding about it. And they, they came on the mm-hmm. show. And they uh, Gerald came on the show. He's great. So, um, people do, there are manufacturers who do understand that, but th- there's other ones who get that feelings hurt when you don't come to the booth. I got sick one year and Andre got mad at me. I didn't come visit him. <laughs> like Andre, I, I had a massive migraine for two days at the church. I, there was a one year I didn't stay on the floor to hold. This is before you came. I'm like, come on, cut me a break, Andre. You know, and I love Andre. I always, I always have a great conversation with him when he's at the show. So, but I had a legitimate reason that year. I just didn't feel good that year. I went back yeah. to my room. Yeah. I mean, Howard, Howard Gums of Howard G Cigar was was one, was one for me. I went by uh, and he was I went by. I mean, I kind of went by twice, yeah. but he was busy once and he wasn't there the second time. Probably in a you know, much needed lunch break or something. But um, um, but he was so cool. He was so understanding. And then he came yeah. on my show and we had a great conversation. So, no, it's great. I mean, um, you know, it's uh, and there's a lot of good example. And most people are understanding about that. But but. But I, you see people get their feelings hurt. There are some yeah. people get their, they get butt hurt on this stuff. Um, so, you know, that's just, that's just how it is. So, all right. So that was where our things we like about the trade show and things we dread about the trade show. So we're at the end of the show, Bear. It's like only 12, 12, 12. It's still uh, June 21st on the uh, central time zone. Yeah, how about them so, apples? So, so how about that? We only went three hours tonight. Um, but yeah, so uh, first I want to thank uh, Luis and Weber from Freud Cigar Company for coming on. I want to thank our audience, uh, always tuning in. Bear, thank you as well. Um, this is the last show we're doing before PCA, at least on special edition. Uh, we'll be back. I know we have Omar the Freest booked after the show, um, but we'll be talking about the trade show as well. But uh, so you, you want to stay tuned for that. Uh, we have the next two Thursdays of the Virtual Trade Expo. Uh, we moved a couple of people around. So there's a couple open slots. Actually, still, if folks are interested and the email didn't get you or whatever, let me know. Someone actually reached out and we, we filled a slot today. So, uh, you know, it's, we have a little but we try to put a little buffer so it's not totally slammed. And uh, those are always fun shows to do. Um, and that will take us into PCA. Um, so, Ben, do you have a show this weekend? I do. And uh, we'll be welcoming back uh, Mike Stevankevich, Cigar right. Hustler Mike, back to Los Fumar Takes. Um, hoping this year he's not sick like he was last year when I had him he, on. That guy was a trooper. Holy crap. He did. He did. It was, yeah, he did. He was very, I remember that. Um, but yeah, that was a good, yeah, great, great. By the way, I still think the uh, the the War Bear Toro, the round one, um, it's up for one of my top cigars of the year um, that I've smoked. So that's an amazing cigar, and you know I've gone through a couple of re-smokes of that cigar, and it's performing very well. There's a couple of other cigars that are contending, but that cigar's gonna be very highly ranked. I know for sure at this point. So uh, excited for that. We have no jukebox show next Monday, by the way, either. So uh, I think we're going to try to get one more jukebox in before uh, PCA. But uh, we'll stay tuned on that. All right. So that's going to wrap it up there. Anything else? 
Nalku, great show. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you to our audience for hanging with us. Uh, yeah, wasn't as late as some of our shows, but it was fun. We had some good segments and yeah. a great interview with some uh, fantastic people. Yep, sounds good. Uh, always support. Um, like I said, we have uh, actually a couple shirts that are going to be given out. So um, congrats to those folks as well. So stay tuned. All right. So that's going to wrap up Primetime Special Edition 123 into the Annals of History for Tuesday, June 21st. Now, Wednesday, June 22nd on the East Coast. We'll see everybody uh, on Thursday night, and we'll be back uh, after the we'll, – you'll see us during the trade show. We'll have a couple of things, and then we'll be back on a special edition schedule in July. Take care, everybody, and thank you. We'll see you next time.